the Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. Sweet baby Jesus. Tony Hinchcliffe is in the house today. Oh, yeah. Tony Hinchcliffe, how's your life? Great, man. Having fun and kicking butt. <laughs> It's kicking just... butt? I don't. I hardly believe people when they say kicking butt. <laughs> you say I'm kicking ass. I'll take you seriously. You say kicking butt. I'm like, who? Are you, what are you doing? You're partying with old ladies, beating them at things. Yeah. How are you kicking butt? Just <laughs> having a. Just staying busy. Kicking some butt. It's my favorite thing to do. Is to stay busy. What about kicking butt? Uh, well, you know what? I, I, I I'm gonna rephrase it. I've been kicking ass. There you go. Thank yeah. you very much. Thank you very much. I appreciate yeah. that. Uh, I. Pre- <laughs> No, appreciate appreciate uh, also all the people that uh, have uh, sent comments, pro and negative, about uh, the new sci-fi TV show. Appreciate all your input. I think this is a rare time where uh, people get to uh, give input about things they see online, whether it's a stand-up comedy show or a, um, a, a TV show like this show or anything. I, it's important that people get to talk about stuff and tell me tell me what sucks. I want to know, you know, and it's it's not perfect. There's nothing, no none, no shows are perfect, man. It's hard. It's hard to do a television show that's perfect. It's also hard to do a television show like this where you're squeezing hours of information and hours of conversations into like 40 plus minutes. But one of the things that I've found is that people are so fucking attached to the shit they believe. They're so attached. And what, the big one that people are mad at me now is chemtrails. Because uh, we had an episode that kind of debunked chemtrails. And it didn't debunk all chemtrails. This is what people need to understand. It, and this is really important. First of all, I don't work for the government. But if I did work for the government, I probably wouldn't tell you. But I don't. I don't. I'm a fucking... I give up. Come on. Pot-smoking fucking cage-fighting commentator. I'm not working for the government. All right? Stop it. Don't be silly. But you would be the perfect person. The perfect shill. The perfect shill. What, what people are seeing, for the most part, when you see these contrails, these trails behind jets that become artificial clouds, the way it's been explained to me by not just one, but numerous scientists, is that when jet engines pass through various levels of condensation, it creates different effects. And if a jet engine passes through sky that has enough condensation, it will literally change the temperature of the sky, stir it up, and create a cloud. And it's a lingering cloud behind the jet. And if you're looking at it, it looks like someone's spraying artificial clouds. And you get this feeling like, oh, my God, they're spraying clouds. Like, I, when I, I saw them and I saw some of the documentaries on and there was a, quite a bit of time before I was, I was looking at it. I was, I was like, it doesn't make sense. But is it possible that they're really spraying artificial clouds out of all these ch- planes? And then you talk to people that tell you that these are military planes and this is a constant geothermal engineering exercise. But then when you find out that it is possible to put a jet engine through various levels of condensation and create these clouds, like scientifically proven 100%, you got to go, okay, well, that's 100%. If that's 100%, is there a way to tell when they're going to leave contrails and when they're not? It turns out there is. There's a NASA website. You go to the NASA website, it shows you where there's condensation, where there will be contrails, and it's for pilots so they can see better. It's for people that are like trying to observe the sky. There's like a bunch of reasons why they monitor this shit. They know when contrails are going to exist and when they're not. In fact, in 1942, the government was trying to figure out what the fuck was going on because they just is when they first started having planes involved in World War II, and they were um, they put out a, a paper on what they called persistent condensation trails. 
And that is these lines that were behind these these planes. And their conclusion was that it's a natural part of what happens to the atmosphere when a plane flies by and that sometimes they last and sometimes they don't based on how much moisture is in the atmosphere. 19 fucking 42 they did this. So this is something that has been scientifically able to be explained for a long time. That said, now this is where everybody gets crazy. The, I'm sure the government, or let's just say people that are evil, let's not just say the government, because it's probably not even the government now. It's probably the government of the past, which you can't blame the people now. You can blame them on a lot of shit, but you can't blame them for shit that happened in the 50s. For sure, people have sprayed things out of planes. 100%. Yeah. It's definitely happened. For sure, you're dealing with a, a power structure that values money over uh, certain aspects of humanity. For sure. 100%. But we got to be honest about what's happening and what's not happening. Southwest is not spraying artificial clouds. They're accidentally making them in a natural byproduct of a jet engine passing through condensation. But it doesn't mean that people haven't done evil shit in the past. It just means that's what that is. And people are getting so fucking mad at me on Twitter and calling me a shill and a government agent and thinking that somehow or another I'm, I'm, I'm changing the truth because I want to protect myself or something. It's just... I think people are looking for like a reason, uh, something to blame, you know, the lack of health and feeling good and, you know, on. And I think that it, they, they do that and then they roll it, they blame it on the chemtrails and they roll into McDonald's and eat five Big Macs and wonder why they're feeling shitty. They think they're <laughs> spraying stuff down on them. Have you ever seen the one, the video with Prince on the, uh, Prince sitting with Dick Gregory? Pull it up. Prince talks about chemtrails. Prince is talking about chemtrails Prince in the, the hood. Prince, Prince, Prince the, one of the baddest rock and rollers wow. of all time. And he's talking about chemtrails um, in the hood when he was growing up. And it, it's, it sounds like he's singing a song. Like, it's like almost lyrical, like yeah. the way he looks at it. It's like, sometimes <laughs> right. it snows in April. I thought it was purple rain. <laughs> yeah, the, the, video <laughs> is, the, the video is really quite fascinating. It's, did you find it? Yeah. Okay, play this bitch. Like Jack. Listen. Like Jack? Yeah. Oh, it's not Dick Gregory. I'm sorry. Well, because I knew I was right. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked about <laughs> this in our very first interview and conversation together. Um, it, it's obvious now that artists are supposed to own their master recordings. I okay, mean, this the isn't future, the part. There's a part where he talks about chemtrails. Oh, it says Prince Dick Gregory. <laughs> you started to see a whole bunch of Huh. Phenomena of chemtrails okay. and you know when I was a kid I used to see these trails in the sky all the time and so oh, that's cool a jet just went over and then you started to see a whole bunch of them and next thing you know everybody in your neighborhood was fighting and arguing and you didn't know why okay and and you really didn't know why I mean everybody was fighting so he he started riffing about the chemtrails and he started to say things that uh, hit home so hard and I would recommend that everybody try to get what he said online or wherever and try to get a copy of it and just listen to it because uh, I was so moved that I had to write the song. He wrote a song about chemtrails? Really? When you leave with all the hassle. What is this? 
That's just a that's different it. video. Sorry. That's actually Dick Gregory. That's the guy who brought these Zapruder film to the Geraldo Rivera show. Dick Gregory, the older guy, he uh, was a stand-up comedian, like an activist, and he he brought the Zapruder film to a Geraldo Rivera show and showed it on television. The wow. President Kennedy getting shot for the first time. It's actually in the 1970s, long after his death. He died in '63. That they they showed it on TV. I think in like '72 or something like that. '72, '73. Might have been even later on... than that. Yeah, they showed the actual. It might have been '75. The uh, um, yeah, they showed the uh, actual gunshot to the head on t- national television. They even showed a close-up on it. And Geraldo Rivera was the conspiracy theorist back then. Geraldo Rivera, who now works for Fox News, yeah. back then he was saying the cl- shot clearly comes from the front as you see his head snap back into the left. Like, wow, it's interesting. It really does. It, it is tough to argue that. I mean, I'd love to. I'd love to see that broken down. Like, how do you explain his head going from front to back? <laughs> But uh, how crazy is Prince on chemtrails? <laughs> oh my goodness! Just like you, you, listen to it. you listen to that and you're like, wow! And all of a sudden, everyone's fighting, and I couldn't figure out why. <laughs> right. like, when I was a kid, there was only a few airplanes, and then as the airplane business got bigger, there was more airplanes in the sky. <laughs> 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 well, what he's saying actually kind of flies in the face of the traditional chemtrail theorists. They believe that these these long lines in the sky didn't exist in the past and that they're fairly recent. But there's like photos from like the 80s and shit people took where there's these lines in the sky that look like artificial clouds. And it's just it's just part of the process of flying a jet. I mean, it's it, it does create a cloud, though. And people are like, like these clouds are blanking up the sky. It was, it was really clear until they flew by. That is true. It does happen. And that, it, that is real. Yeah, and it goes along with what you're saying about it. the planes making it because uh, planes have gotten bigger and bigger as the years have gone on. Uh-huh. They didn't always have a 747 or 757, you know. So as these are getting bigger, of course, the uh, the chemtrails will be, too, it seems, at least. Well, there's, you know, the other thing that's real is that it changes the temperature of the Earth. That is a fact. In fact, the, the temperature changed quite a bit after 9-11. Do you remember what it was like when 9-11 happened and then all of a sudden no one was flying for like two weeks? Yeah. Well, it changed the temperature of the Earth. Forget if it heated it up or cooled it down. Let's see. Like, uh, temperature changed 9-1-1. Let's I see. I would say cooled down. What would you say? Yeah, I, I would say that. Yeah, I think so too. Opposite reaction, right? Right. Okay, let's see. Temperature change after nine one one. Air traffic affects the climate. Yeah, yeah. Let's see this. Oh yeah, and then it seems like the, the I know the purity of the air definitely changes temperatures. During and then everybody's tears. <sighs> it even says it in here. Listen to this. During the three day commercial flight hiatus, when artificial clouds known as contrails all but disappeared, so they're like admitting on CNN that these planes create artificial clouds. Like, no one's tried to hide it. This isn't like some crazy conspiracy that people were wondering about. But artificial clouds, known as contrails, all but disappeared. The variations in high and low temperatures increased by 1.1 degrees. Interesting. Each day, said meteorological researchers. That's interesting. I don't know if that's... I don't know if that means anything, though. It's so hard to tell because, like, the temperature fluctuates by more than a degree every day anyway. Yeah. And if it goes up, I mean, it could be comp- – I mean, I'm an idiot, but I'm, I'm reading this and I'm going, are you sure? Anyway, are the you- point is in this – even in this, you know, CNN paper from 2002, it says artificial clouds known as contrails. I think – but people are looking at them they think it's something they, that didn't happen before. They're like, they, oh, I didn't – these weren't there before. It doesn't mean that people haven't sprayed shit out of planes. Mm -hmm. But what it does mean is that what you're seeing is not what you think is happening. 
most of the time. When you see this spray, what you're seeing is a fucking cloud. That's what happens when it goes through the jet. But if it was a spray, it wouldn't look like that. If it was aluminum and barium, which is like what they're claiming the government for some reason is spraying in the sky, right. it would be more like smoke signals or like a, a, those things behind a plane, a smoke rider. It would linger in the sky, but those are those are heavy metals. Those are particles, even if they're nanoparticles. They're, they're going to fall. They right. weigh something. It's not going to be like moisture in the air, which just lingers like a cloud. We, we know about clouds. We don't know about shit that like sits up in the clouds, but it's actually aluminum and just floats up there. That's not even that's not even possible. It would fall. It would fall out of the sky. It's not the same thing. So, I understand people's mistrust of the government. I understand that people are, but you can't. When when something's explainable, you gotta explain it, you know. And it doesn't doesn't remove all the other possibilities of nefarious doings, but it does explain one thing that people are trying to point in the wrong direction. And the problem is, if you if you point in that direction, and then people can prove that that's not what's going on, but you won't let it go, then they're not gonna listen to you when it comes to other shit either. You know, they're gonna they're gonna think, oh, you're that guy that believes this shit that's kind of wacky, right? And this is one of those things. It's a tricky one, man. It's yeah. really tricky. Yeah. Because it looks like they're fucking spraying artificial clouds. Right. And in in effect, they are making artificial clouds. That is a fact. The guy in the show, that one of the craziest moments was that he um, had this uh, test that he did, this water test, and he showed that there's aluminum in the water. But you look at the test results, the te- like the from the lab, and it says sludge. So like, I, and I go, well, you, so so it's got dirt in it. No, no, it's just water. But it says sludge. Like, the test results say sludge. And all sludge has aluminum in it because all dirt has aluminum in it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not testing water from aluminum that fell from the sky. You're testing water for having dirt in it, which always, always has aluminum in it. Yeah. That so was, it, That was a good owning, by the way. <laughs> I didn't want to own them. I, look, I'll, I'll, you know, I just I, w- I, I wish these guys had approached some of these things with a little bit more of an open mind. And, you know, and not just go one way or the other. Right. That's but that's one of one of the things we're seeing over and over again on this show. So people just they get an idea in their head and they just fucking run with it. Right. I thought that that little t- uh, town or whatever city that, that the sound was coming from. I thought that was one of the most interesting things uh, about the episode from yesterday. Yeah. But, but but did they even did you even figure out if it was coming from that? No one. Or? No one can tell. No one can tell. Did you um, hear it? No, I didn't hear it. The the people that experienced it, they said it was really bad a couple of years ago. It got better, but occasionally it still happens. It ha- it's like this weird hum that's in this town, and they, no one knows what the hell's causing it. Whoa. Yeah, it's like... It's like, like lost. Like it rattles your windows and stuff, and, and it's in this area of Canada called Windsor, Ontario. It's like well-documented. Oh, yeah. there's, there's terabytes of this hum online. Nobody could figure out what the hell it is. Wow. And some people believe it's a, there's a lot of like crazy conspiracies, one of them being that it's a harp repeater station. Harp is this gigantic antenna array that's in Alaska. They send radio signals up into the ionosphere. But, you know, who knows what the hell it is. There's another thing to take into consideration that nobody was willing to consider, but it is possible, that they uh, they dig under the ground around there for salt, you know, and they're uh, they're salt mining. And they say it wasn't, you know, that wasn't happening while the sound was going on, but, you know, I don't don't know. How the fuck do you know? It's it's a weird thing, though. There's all these people experience it. It's not just like a couple of cuckoo heads see dragons. There's, like, a lot of people, and they record it, you know? Wow. Yeah, it's pretty freaky. 
That one guy said he had seven terabytes, though. I wish you yeah. would have challenged him on that. No, no, he does. a lot of audio. <laughs> oh, he does. He records that shit for, like, the entire night. Right. You know, he, he, like, he'll set it up. He has, like, a recorder, and he'll, like, set an MP3 recorder up and tape through the night. Yeah, I really believe him because he he has he he's been following this and being an activist on this shit for. Can you imagine if you lived there, man, and all of a sudden your fucking windows are rattling in the middle of the night. Yeah, I would move the fuck out. Yeah. Well, they don't have any money. I would move too if you had some money, but if you don't have any money, man, oh shit, and you're stuck there and you can't go to sleep, and then you have to get to go to work in the morning, and you're fucking exhausted because your house has been humming. Windsor's a pretty interesting town because that's where everybody from Ohio and Michigan goes yeah. to get drunk when they're 18 <laughs> uh, because you can drink there before you're 21. Oh, and, really? And, and gamble. strip clubs. Yeah. Jamie, have you Woo-woo. been there? Yep. <laughs> so, so it's like you go there and you fast forward three years mm. of your life and you, you can do anything you want at 18 if you just go over a bridge. Yeah. Well, Detroit is fucking crazy, man. Yeah. If you've never been to Detroit before... I recommend going just to see the $39 houses. There's houses for sale for $39, dude. You could buy a house for $39. They told us we could buy a house for $500, and I thought they were fucking crazy. And then someone from the Rogan board found a house for $39. Wow. Jesus. Dude, they just went bankrupt. The entire city went bankrupt. It almost seems like it's almost like an Apple stock at the very beginning. Like, we should buy all these $39 <laughs> houses, you know, like, like while they're this low. Uh, you know what, man? It might not come back in your lifetime. It, it might be, what we're seeing might be when people find the ruins of ancient cities in the past. Sometimes cities just go f- so far down, they never come back. Sometimes cities stick around forever. Like Rome, you could drive by the fucking Colosseum today. Somehow or another, they managed to keep some form of a society around in that area Mm -hmm. for all these years. It changed, it it morphed, but there's still people there. There's still a society. But fucking Detroit is close. It's close, man. This 47% illiteracy rate. 47%? 47% 47% illiteracy rate. Christ. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it is it is one of the craziest places in the world, and it's in America. It's a place that used to thrive. Think about, like, the 50s and the 60s, like, the, the roaring times for the auto industry. They're making fucking 69 Chevys, and everybody's making money, and there's union workers, and everyone's getting paid well. And then all of a sudden, somewhere along the line... GM's like, we're out of here, dog. We're yeah. going to take our shit to Mexico. We're going to make right. cars in China. We're going to, you guys cost too much money. We're mm-hmm. tired of this shit. And right. they pull out, and it's catastrophic. Oh, yeah. I mean, do you see Roger and me? Uh, the Michael Moore? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's all about that. It's all about Flint, oh, yeah. Michigan. Yeah. It's all about the watching these towns implode when the jobs aren't there anymore. The, the jobs literally pull out of the community and poof, that's it. They're yeah. gone. And then everybody's like, oh, my God, how do I eat? And then it's fucking crazy. And that's going on right now. The city where I'm from uh, just got ranked. I, there was an article I tweeted. It's the number one most dilapidated city or something like oh that. God. And it used to be the number one steel-producing city for the entire world. And they built wow. it there because it was so cloudy that back in the day, satellites couldn't see through clouds. Oh, my God. So they built it all in Youngstown, Ohio, which has the weird lake effect. So there's always clouds over where I'm from. Pretty much, and uh, and um, so the whole steel industry was there, and then it uh, it's nothing. I mean, it, it there is n- nothing there now. That's incredible. It's really wild. It was a big, big, big steel producing city, and uh, and mafia town, and they got rid of the mafia in the nineties, and steel super in mafia like town. the seventies, super mafia town. Yeah, that's actually. Uh, <clears throat> what my parents uh my parents were in that business before what the business FBI. were they in 
Um, they did some shady they stuff. They did some family things. Yeah, they were. They were the, it, almost everybody that my parents knew as well. They knew them from being, you know, in some kind of business. Like my mom, for example, ran numbers. You know, number running. Yeah. It's like a form of racketeering and illegal yeah. lottery. So she would be the the center person of this entire thing. All the people that would call in their numbers would call her. And uh, and that's what just what she did. Wow, that's it, incredible. Yeah, the, my uh, grandmother went to jail for numbers running. Really? Yeah, she apparently got caught. You know what she would do was she would be like the go-between or something. Mm-hmm. She would like move things for you know it was like a job I guess. Mm-hmm. And they arrested her and she didn't want to rat anybody out, so she spent like six months in jail. Wow. Yeah, I didn't even know about it until I was, like, in my 20s. You know, my mom never told us about it. Yeah, it's interesting. She had no choice but to tell me because when I was a kid, you know how when you're a kid and the phone rings, you try mm-hmm. to pick it up, hello? Well, people would ask for uh, for Gina, and my mom's name's Joy. So when they're like, hello, is Gina, is Gina, is Gina available? Like, no, Gina lives here? Sorry. And I remember one day I told my mom, I go, Mom, people keep calling asking for Gina. She goes, what are you doing with these phone calls? What do you mean? I'm like... You know, because she obviously she right. was missing business. I was just being a little kid, being helpful. No, Gina here. Sorry. Oh wow. But uh, and so very young, I had to realize what she was doing because also she was on the phone a lot, and she would be repeating back these numbers to people. And there's like all this terminology and stuff like PO and box and wow. all these different things. Like you want that straight or boxed, which means like straight means you're picking three numbers in a row, like four, six, seven. And box means you could have four six seven, but if it comes out seven four six or six four seven or whatever, right. you, you win either way. So there's all this terminology. So you'd hear her on the phone three three four four six because she would repeat back the numbers that they just gave her, right, to confirm. So it's like unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. So that's so you grew up in that environment. Did you did totally. you ever see anything like dangerous, or was it just like gambling type stuff? Nothing dangerous ever. The closest thing that uh, the closest thing that I had a weird feeling about when I was a kid was one time my dad came to visit because I lived with my mom, so my dad would just come in and visit sometimes. And the weirdest thing was he came in, came over one day with a uh, with a cast on, with a cast on his hand, and I'm like, "How'd you break your hand?" And I remember my mom looking at him weird and him looking at her. Weird. I don't. I still don't know exactly what happened with the, with the broken hand, but I, mean, I don't know. It, it could have been it, like a punishment. He could have beat somebody up. He he was he he owned a restaurant uh, at the time, so th- it's not like he he didn't do he didn't and he wasn't the hands-on guy at the restaurant. Huh? I don't know what how he broke his hand. Yeah, we're gonna have to leave that one to yeah 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 suspicions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd be nice to at least he didn't like make something up, like to fill in the blank to make the story better. <laughs> right? No, exactly. No, I keep it real. Yeah, isn't it weird when you really stop and think about how little our parents knew about the world? Like, now that we live in this really strange place where we're finding out, like, I mean, you just ask your phone, and it'll answer you almost any question you can come up with. And you just think about growing up and having kids and living your whole life without that. And you're like, my God, like, is that even society? Is that even civilization? Wow. Our poor fucking parents. It's unbelievable. They were lucky they had phones. Oh, yeah. They really were. Those apes. I know. The evolution of everything is crazy. I just found out there's a, a high school district in L.A. in which all the kids are getting iPads now, so they upload all their information on the iPad, and that's their only book. So now they're done with books. And think about how, how many tons of pounds of books we carried on our yeah. shoulders as kids for no reason. There, there's a gen, There's generations to come that will never know that feeling. They're going to look at... 
us like, what do you mean you were carrying books around? Yeah. It doesn't make any pe- tons of paper stacked on top. What is it? Why would you do that? I don't get it as they scan through <laughs> nothingness. You know what I mean? I was thinking about that the other day about how paper and books is just going to be this antique. Well, are you starting to see like some of these different phones that are coming out that allow you to answer and scroll and do things without actually touching the phone? Oh, and that no. when you look away from the phone, like it, it, it changes the way the phone behaves Galaxy when you look S, at it. Yeah. The Galaxy S4 does that. Or yeah. Android, I think 3 also, where you can just wave your hand over to like answer a phone Does call it the 3 just... as well? I don't know. The 4 does, uh, though. There's a lot of like weird shits happening with like the, the ability to like just conjure things up out of the air with your hands and your, your, your looks. It just doesn't seem like a good idea because like you'll be yeah. like laying in bed and right. like phone ringing and you like w- wave over it and now you just have a video call and your dick's just like in the ca- you know like that it just sounds seems- like a problem for Brian <laughs> right yeah exactly if you sleep with your dick next to your phone and if you, you have pull that, your that's dick what's out every happen. time the phone rings yeah. just on instinct <laughs> oh are we doing this oh okay we doing this oh you want to do this yeah no I, I I think that what I was getting at is that uh, it's 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 gonna get weirder and weirder like the human computer human information interface is going to get weirder and weirder. It's the, uh, who knows what the limit is. The way, the it's going to be like some they... eye implant or something. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Something. That'll see you scrolling through things. Because there's going to be a point even where wearing a lens or something mm-hmm. is going to be like, oh, look at them. That's, that person's still yeah. wearing the lens. Well, you ain't no balls to get a fucking operation, buddy. <laughs> right. You're afraid of a neural implant? So first they'll do something to your eye and then they realize, no, you really got to get to the cerebral cortex itself. Right. So it'll be like, You'll be looking at people like they pierce their ears. Did, right. you, did you get your brain pierced? Yeah, just <laughs> coming right down the factory line at a baby ward, whatever those are called. Yeah, Duncan and I were talking about this, and we both agree that there's going to come a time where you're probably not going to use your regular memory anymore. That your regular memory will be replaced by some sort of internal digital storage, mm-hmm. which can record everything you see in total real time, HD, right? I mean, that's... Yeah. Pretty pretty likely to be what we're dealing with in the future, and then we're gonna swap hard drives and shit, and I'm yep. gonna be able to watch Twenty Inch Club. Fuck! It really is. It's gonna be like it's gonna be <laughs> like the Matrix, life. how they just yeah. like upload information. Yeah, it seems like it's inevitable. Right. They've already figured out a way to um, uh, put artificial memories in a mouse. Have you heard of that? Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, they figured out a way to do that to mice. They figured out a way to somehow or another install an artificial memory in a mouse. And they also figured out how to make a cat's tail move without uh, actually, like, you, a man with a brain thing on can make a cat's tail move wirelessly wow. somehow or another. I need to do that, man. That sounds awesome. It's fucking nuts. <laughs> I, 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 I put it up on Twitter. If you could find it, it was within the last day or two. Maybe Jamie can help you. The, uh, the story is uh, it's pretty fucking freaky. The ability to control another thing. I mean, even if it's just a cat with your brain. What the fuck is going to happen in the future? People are going to force people to walk into their houses and blow them. And Having you your know? pet will be a totally different experience. Like, that would be like your warrior. Like, all right, cat, go in the kitchen and see if there's oh, anybody yeah. there. Like Because if you can make the cat tail move, totally. like, in 20 years, you'll be able to control your cat. So your animal, your dog, your pit bull or whatever will now be like your weapon or like your hawk, as in the old right. days where you had like... Like a pirate. Especially, well, you could kind of do that now if you train your dog really well, but you, you might be able to control it with your mind and see through its see eyes. See through its eyes and 
feel its poop. It's some Game of Thrones. And then shit you would, right yeah, there. that would be crazy. <laughs> and then you imagine if you killed somebody with your dog, and then there would be like some crazy legal thing. Like it wasn't my idea. The dog went fucking crazy. Okay, yeah. I'm trying to control the dog with the brain. I'm just not that good at it yet. The dog went crazy and killed the burglar. Okay, I'm not a murderer. Or we're having a, like a, a, an eagle. Yeah. Or having some kind of huge bird or a, a gorilla. Like you can control animals. That would be yeah. Sick. Well, they you can control a few animals to do a few things. You know, like they have you ever seen those uh, videos of Mongols? This is the uh, the brain. Harvard creates brain to brain interface allowing humans to control other animals with thoughts alone. Wow. <laughs> wow. Look, see the tail? Kidding me? You see the tail? The tail's hooked up to this thing, and he figured out a way to make the tail move. So we can already wirelessly. have a cat's tail answer a uh, Galaxy yeah. Three phone. So it's it <laughs> seems like it's just a matter of time before you're able to control everything the cat does, and then that'll be like version one, and then eventually version two will be you'll be able to see what the cat sees. Whoa, it's crazy. That is fucked Isn't up. Isn't that wild? That's what it's turning into. Human beings. Uh, just wanting to be cats and stuff, oh, just because so they crazy. can. Man. <laughs> like the cat's like, hey, where's this? Uh, uh, can I be a human? It's so crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's all so crazy. It's weird. It's so crazy. It's weird. Right. Because you wonder, like, where is this going? And there's no way to know, or else we would. Well, it seems like it is not going to stop. It's just going to get more and more invasive, more and more. You're, you're going to be able to do all kinds of really strange things within the next few years, or they're going to, someone, whoever has that kind of technology, controlling a fucking cat's tail. Jesus. This is awesome. Have you ever yeah. seen those videos of the uh, Mongols that hunt wolves with uh, eagles? Uh-uh. Holy shit, dude. Golden wool, golden eagles might be the most gangster animal on the planet because they do not give two fucks about a wolf, and they swoop down and kill a wolf with their their talons. I showed it to Steve Rinella. He's a hunter. He's got that show Meat Eater. He's unimpressed. He said they were more coyote looking wolves. They weren't the biggest wolves in the world. Right. Which I'll give you that. Yeah. They're still fucking wolves. Right. You Versus know, a bird. Think about that. You weigh about 140 pounds, Tony yep. Hinchcliffe. Yep. Could you imagine if you had to kill a 60-pound wolf with your fucking teeth? No. You have to tackle a wolf and then kill it with your face. <laughs> you know how the you know an eagle weighs 25 pounds and it does that. Swoops in and jacks a fucking wolf with its face. Clings onto the back of this thing, attacks it, and, and takes it out quick. Watch this shit. Watch this shit. You got it? No, I know. Pull it up. Mongols hunt with eagles. It's going to trip you out, man. I watch this once a month. And then what? The eagle comes back to the Mongol? Yep. yep. Kills, the, kills the wolf, and then they use the wolf fur. They, they, buy their, they take their furs. Wow. They make, like, hats out of them and shit. I don't understand why the eagle does the, that. Because they're a gangster. They don't give a fuck. Watch this shit. This is really trippy, man. Look at this fucking bird. This, <laughs> this agent of death. Soaring dinosaur of death. Watch this. Bam, bitch! Just that wolf knows it's coming, too. And it fucks him up so quick. It just gets those claws around its neck, and it's a wrap within seconds. Look at that heartless motherfucker. Watch this shit. The wolf's running. This poor wolf is like, oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me. And this guy just lets this monster loose off of his arm. And it knows exactly what to do. The wolf is running, and that eagle just comes. The wolf is like, oh, fuck my life. Fuck my life. 
Look wow. at that thing, man. The Eagles sung this song. I wish the Eagles sung this song. I love the <laughs> Eagles. <laughs> Welcome to the Hotel <laughs> California. Watch this. Bam, bitch! Oh, man. Get out of the way. It just takes them out within seconds. It's incredible how lethal these things are. That's wild. Look at those dudes. Dry what elbow. a dumb way to dress. <laughs> right. Silly hats. They can train an eagle to kill a wolf, but they're still wearing uh, toilet paper rolls on their heads. Yeah, that's strange. I guess it's cold as fuck there, though. You know, they probably yeah. need all that stupid shit on just to stay alive. Yeah. Just think of how much time it must take to train a fucking eagle to kill a wolf. Like, how many eagles did you let go and they never came back? Right. <laughs> how many, how many eagles you. did you let go and they're like, bitch, I'm not killing that wolf. I don't even know that wolf. Fuck you, man. Right. I wonder well, if I'm flying e south. It's cold up here. I wonder if eagles just can't help themselves and when something is running, they just go get it. You know, I wonder if it's that. They're such terrifying animals. I saw one the other day in Seattle. Saw a fucking eagle. They have eagles up there. And it had something in its hands. It won. Got something, some sort of a fish or something. I've been noticing a lot of parrots lately in Burbank, just like really? mobs of parrots like flying over my like like twenty the other day, and they're it's, all green with like the red. And, <laughs> it's wow. like how Florida has pythons loose because people let them go. Right in Burbank, it's parrots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I fucking hate my bird. Just open the window, get out, bitch. <laughs> right. There was a uh, my friend lives up here in Calabasas, and he he has he lives on like the place where they film True Blood, like it's this huge huge mansion type thing. But he was talking about the other day how a tarantula somehow got was in his like he has the crazy he lives on this crazy like humongous thing in the mountains. So you know the Calabas or Santa Monica Mountains, mm. and there's all these weird things like 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 lizards and snakes. But yeah. one, but he got had a tarantula in his in his bedroom the other day, and he's like, I don't know how the fuck it got there. Yeah, there's tarantulas in california you can get them anywhere in the la area like the people that live in the hollywood hills you know when they have a problem in the hollywood hills rats yeah Ew, oh, i see really? i see tons in burbank i know a story i don't know if it's true but i'll tell it anyway about uh <laughs> sylvester stallone apparently that someone went to uh, sylvester stallone's house he had a house in the hollywood hills and when they were he had a movie theater and he told them he goes uh put your feet up when you're watching the movie because we have rats <gasps> like what oh. like they couldn't get rid of the rats like, the rats were, like, so infested in the hills up there that you would have them, like, r running through your house sometimes. They, they, they run on the power lines outside. Uh. My, like, I'll sit out back and just see yeah. rats running on the... And then one time a rat came up and stepped on my foot or something oh. like that, and I... Were you barefoot? Yeah. Oh, I, my God. I, I, I uh, uh. threw my uh, laptop. It was, like, the first time I, had, I bought a new MacBook, and I opened it up for the first time, and I'm looking at it like, oh, look how nice and sexy this is. Rat, right on foot, throws laptop up in the air, Did falls down. It? No, oh, no, it fell down. Did it break? <laughs> no, it luckily just landed wow. fine. But powerful build quality. Yeah. yeah. But pa powerful iPhone, yeah. I Apple product pitch. <laughs> yeah, um, rats are fucking gross. They carry disgusting diseases, too, those fucks. They, the Black Plague came from uh, rats carrying a tick, I think. I think, or, or a flea or something like that. I think that's what it was, right? Something like that? I think it was uh, some sort of a, a parasitic thing that rats were carrying that bugs gave them. That's so gross. I'm one of those people where, like, if I if I were to see a rat or a cockroach where I live, I would just move. Well, that's one of the realities <laughs> of living in New York City. You know, if you want to live in New York City, you're going to see roaches and you're going to see rats if you're paying attention. Mm -hmm. When I lived in New York, there was one time, I never lived in the city. I lived in New Rochelle, which is, like, just outside the city, like, outside of the Bronx, little suburb, Westchester. Um, I parked my car at this gas station, and it was back when there was pay phones. I didn't have a car phone. I had to make a 
call. I had to like get out of the car. Wow. So I'm making a call on this payphone. As my car is parked, I'm watching rats jump on top of the tires and climb up into the car. I'm watching them. And I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, not one, like three, four, five. They just kept doing it, looking for food. Like the car parked, so they jumped on the back tire. They're rolling over the top of the tire. They run under the car. They ran up into the engine compartment. And sometimes they just stay in the engine compartment, and your fucking fan tears them apart because their stupid oh, heads are in God. there. And you start the car up, and you... And fucking you open up the hood, and it's just splatter everywhere because some stupid rat got inside of your fan. Yeah, man, they... Look Look for food everywhere. They'll burrow the, themselves into little tiny holes to try to search for something that might be food. Oh, that's yonkers. Oh, yeah. Well, yonkers. it was actually that was in Manhattan. It was in New York City. Uh, I'll never forget it. I was just like, what? What the fuck? And yeah. then when you find out that there's as many rats in New York City as there are people, there's as, <laughs> there's seven million people in New York City. So there's Ugh. seven million rats in New York City. Imagine controlling those rats. They really they have a hard time. I think a lot of them right. drowned um, in Sandy. I think a lot of uh, those underground layers and shit drowned because uh, Shane Smith did a video once right af- after Sandy, a video about the, the possibility of superstorms increasing, and like a river of dead rats like flowed by him as he was uh, as he was standing there talking. It's like holy shit. Ew. <laughs> you, the thing that scared me when I moved here was uh, I lived in Burbank when I first got here and the Black Widows. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Like, first, it's like almost a normal spider until you really look at that belly and you see that red diamond thing. Oh, yeah. That's the part where you're just like, this fucking thing. And mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting how nature sort of uh, warns you yeah. about, like, I, like, I've read things about how snakes, if you see, like, red, yellow, black... And that spider, that red diamond, I mean, if you look at it, it really, it's like a warning sign. Right. Yeah, you're totally right. It's incredible how nature uh, does that stuff. You know what else I saw recently is a thing about how butterflies, if you look at uh, if you look at butterflies that are around area where snakes are, when their wings are up and they're just chilling, most of them look like snakes. Like if you look up a butterfly snake, uh, it, I mean... It's unbelievable. Wow, that makes sense. So then any intruder that comes by is like, oh, shit, a snake, instead of, ah, look at this pussy butterfly I'm about to eat. <laughs> you know? That's interesting. It's really incredible. Yeah, it's it's weird when you see animals that have figured out how to mimic their environment. You know, like, have you ever seen octopus or octopi that change their shape and their look to look exactly like their environment? Wow, look at these crazy-looking butterflies. That totally looks like a snake. Right. That's incredible. Yep. Oh, my God. And that's what they do. That's amazing. Yep. Wow. Folks, if, you, if you're not, obviously, you're not watching, most people are listening. There's a, what is the, the Google that you Google? Butterfly snake. Butterfly snake. There's one that looks like these two fucking serpent. actually several that look mm-hmm. like it, but they look like these two serpent heads Right next to each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly. The under, the underside. It's all it looks. Yeah, that corner look one. That. Oh my god, that's amazing. Look at that. And that's now, incredible. And now that you've seen this, by the way, you'll notice that in actually a lot of butterflies. It's, that, not, it's not necessarily a rare thing at all. I'm pretty sure if they ever see a snake, they're pretty much like, "Well, that's what I want to be." That's amazing. That is really amazing. Mm-hmm. It looks just like it. Now look up um, octopus camouflage. 
octopus camouflage is really weird, man. Because they also think that they don't just look at that fucking. Snake. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a that snake. is the butterfly. We're looking at the tip of the butterfly's wing that looks like a snake. I mean, it has an eyeball and yep. it even has a nose. Yep, it's like Steve Hart. It has a mouth. I mean, it, it's a beautiful tattoo of a snake. Yeah. And it's the softest, most precious, easy to kill animal in the world. Probably, a <laughs> butterfly of all the things. Yeah, they're like they're like man of mush. I mean, they're softer than a fly. They're a butterfly. It's like <laughs> <laughs> they're like a tissue fly. Is what they're like, yeah. right? <clears throat> Octopus um, or octopi can blend in with their surroundings, and they also think that they use their ability to change uh, shape on the outside, the camouflage look. They think they use that also to communicate. That it's not just... Um, that is amazing. It's incredible. It's incredible. We're looking at this octopus that's completely blended in with this white floor. And there's also been ones that have eaten sharks. They had a problem at this aquarium where their sharks started missing, and they would find, like, shark carcasses. So they're like, what the fuck is going on? What's eating a shark? And so they watched this video. They set up a camera. See, there's a video of it, Brian. See if you can watch it, if you can find it. But it's cr they do it on a regular basis. Like, apparently octopus are smart as fuck, or octopi. And they set up this camera, and um, they watch this octopus just sit there completely camouflaged and as his shark flies by over the years. but when the keepers here decided to move one into a larger tank with sharks and other big fish they assumed that the octopus's strength and camouflage would keep it safe as it turned out they were tragically mistaken watch this shit. shark's got a gun <laughs> it's sharknado <laughs> So you see this thing swimming. Watch this shit. Like the shark has no idea the octopus is there. That is an evil looking motherfucker. Mm -hmm. White eyes. White eyes completely camouflaged with this environment. Just waiting for that motherfucker to get close. Watch this. It's like, bitch, I got you. Oh my god, it's so incredible. Badass. And you know, they have like teeth, like little beaks on the end yeah. of their of their suction, suction cups. cups. Yeah, it's like sharp, like little cat. Yeah, they found giant ones in a fossil, and that they believe it it could possibly be evidence for a kraken. The idea of a kraken is like an ancient mythology idea of a giant octopus that would take out ships and kill people. And they always thought it was just mythology and horseshit. And so they recently found these giant fucking suction cups and fossils. And then they realized, oh yeah, if, the, if octopus die, they don't live behind anything. It's not like... They're not like a person leaves behind a skull. The octopus, right. they're mollusks. They're yeah. this just movable, you know, sort of weird, flexible material. And all they have is like a beak, and that gets eaten by things like really quickly. Right. So if, if they die, like you don't find shit. But somehow or another, someone died, and the imprint of its suction cups left a mark on the floor, and they're enormous. And so in looking at these, they're like, oh, my God, like this was... A massive 
octopus, like something that was just impossibly large. Oh, wow, look at this. The octopus got this cat's face. The cat got gangster, and the, the octopus locked on its face, and it's fucking this cat up. Look at this. Oh, my God, it's like alien, like it, an alien face hugger. It's an octopus. Is that a, um, a vine? Is that what that is? It's a, a gif. A gif. A gif. That's wow. hilarious. Yeah, octopus. cat. Cat, you think you're clever? <laughs> Octopuses are so smart. They've they've had videos that they've taken of them on security cameras where they climb out of a fish tank and go across the floor and climb into another fish tank and then eat the fish and then climb back. Like, a guy was missing, like, these expensive fish in his fish tank. He's like, what the fuck is going on? So he set up his camera to look at his fish tank, and he watched his octopus climb out of his fucking fish tank, walk across the floor, climb up the other fish stand, the tank stand, climb into the tank, lift the lid off of it, jack a fish, kill it, walk across the street, hop back into his tank, and go to sleep. I mean, Jesus Christ. It's what the fuck are those things? Unbelievable. Like what bear. are those things? Have you seen this? What is this, a bear? A bear uh, getting into a dumpster behind a restaurant. Oh, uh, no. It's walking up to the, the back of the restaurant, and there's this big, humongous green dumpster, you know, full of old meats and stuff like that, probably. Smart-ass bear goes around the side of it. Uh, let me see if I can fast forward. Um, where did this take place? Um, I forget. But it, it starts going through it, and then he does something amazing coming up right here. He's taking the whole entire dumpster and walking with it. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> wow. And uh, yeah, if you keep on going, it, he actually starts pulling it uh, around the corner. Oh. <laughs> oh, my he's God. he's just walking away. That, is, that is incredible. <laughs> and that's like a humongous dumpster. That's like a double-wide dumpster. Bears are so smart. And then he comes back for the or other Or so one. strong, I should say. What, um... Then he comes back, he comes for, the back for another <laughs> one. Where does it say this is? Uh, let's see. Uh, it doesn't say. It's just... Oh, Denver. Denver. That totally makes sense. <laughs> you know, what's interesting is that they have a real problem when bears find out they can do that. They always come back. Like, once a bear eats your garbage... You got to call somebody. You got a real problem. They either have to shoot it or they have to figure out a way to put it in a zoo or do something because once it knows it can eat your garbage, it just keeps eating your garbage. So if you live in a community that has bears and you're, you have that asshole neighbor that leaves pizza boxes and his fucking garbage just sitting out there and a bear finds out about it, you're fucksville. I'm so glad I don't live near big animals. When I was in Texas, we they, they introduced me to the goats and these fucking things are crazy <laughs> these little goats that i thought were all cute and just like adorable are headbutting each other at fool they're like come on tony get on in there go say hi to these goats get on in there and i am just i'm just not not the guy to be in there with goats <laughs> yeah like oh look at the little la pussy boy with the goats look how scared he guilty is. as like, charged these yeah. things are animals yeah absolutely who wants to have a fist fight with a kid a house cat do you want to have a fist fight with a house cat? No, uh -uh. fuck no. I'm a lot bigger than a house cat, but I wouldn't want to fuck with one. Right. Yeah. That cat was jumping off the furniture, trying to claw your eyes out. Grab the yeah, it gets scary. Yeah. Animals are just so different than people. You don't want to fuck with them. I got a little goat. I got home late the other night. Even little Twixie scared me. You know, Brian's old dog, <laughs> yeah. little white, perfect little baby. <laughs> but I, but I, I, I came home late. It's all dark in uh, my living room. And I see something on the couch, like, looking at me. 
And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Because normally How high were you Twixies blocked him probably about a nine point nine. <laughs> <laughs> and uh but uh but normally she's blocked off upstairs and stays up there throughout the night. So this thing was on the couch and I could see it just standing out. I got really concerned. I'm like, what kind of fucking animal? I know that's an animal right. looking at me. I flip on the light and it's the cutest dog in the world. But I was really scared. I'm like, what kind of white? Is that like an al- an albino raccoon that somehow climbed through a window? I, my brain just started flying. Well, somebody left a, their door open. It was a photo that was taken um, where was that? Was that you, Jamie? Did you find that? There's a photo taken of a coyote that was in someone's house. No, somebody showed it to me in, in an email. A coyote uh, snuck into someone's house, and in, in, I think it was in Boulder, and just was like in their house. So they, they open up the front door, and they see a coyote sitting in their house. And they're like, oh, Jesus Christ. How do you get this fucking thing out? Right. Did you see the mountain lion that was uh, in the guy's garage? No. Yeah, look up mountain lion and garage in, in Colorado. These guys had like a confrontation with the mountain lion. Mountain lion like ran right past this guy and into a corner. And the guy like goes into the corner, try to chase the mountain lion out. And the mountain lion runs past him again. And you watch this, you're going, what the fuck? All these things are happening in Colorado. They and they just legalized pot. It sounds like the last <laughs> thing you'd want after getting really stoned. I'm going to go to the garage, grab a soda. I'm high as fuck. Oh, This my is God. it. Yeah, this is exactly it. So these guys, they saw the cat. There it is. Look, and they're yelling at it like, oh, Jesus. So they're, they're going after it. And then look, he, he steps in there. And it's, Jesus, it's hard it's to tell. It's the in top. the back, yeah, oh, and it's going to run past it. Look at this. Whoa. And he kicked it as it ran past him. That is nuts, man. Look at that thing go. Whoa. That's so crazy. Man, they weren't scared of that shit at all. Yeah, those are hunters. <laughs> they were all wearing camo. Do you see that? They're hunters probably. Yeah. But still, you should be scared. So the thing decides to jump you. You got problems, man. Totally. You got problems. You don't get that leverage. You can't choke out a mountain lion quite as easily as you can a human. The thing about mountain lions, though, is there's so much food in Colorado. There's so many animals for them to eat, so many rabbits and deer. There's so much for them to jack. They don't really care. You could just probably have a spray bottle with those guys. <laughs> just <laughs> sit back and chill. <laughs> Come on, here. puppy. Come here, puppy. Get out of here, you little mountain lion. Come here, sweetie. Did you see the clip of Steve Harvey uh, t- uh, bringing up marijuana on uh, Family Feud? Oh, no. Well, he, it's pretty funny. Check this out. Uh, All right, guys, here oh, we I go. Have, we got the top I've six answers this. on the board. Name something that gets passed around. Oh, Chris. A joint. A joint. <laughs> Look at Steve Harvey's impression. <laughs> pulls his arm off of him. Oh, I am so wacky, the man wow. says. I've seen this before. Have you? Yeah, let's see what he says, though. I don't remember. <laughs> Can I leave? Yeah. 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 Now, Chris, I don't know what hundred people you thought we were talking to at some <laughs> nice little mall across good old America, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> the people didn't tell the survey people, hey, an illegal drug. <laughs> let's turn around this and see great. how many yeah, weed heads are out there with Chris. A joint. <laughs> he hilarious. can't believe it. He was talking shit against it. That's hilarious. But this is the best part. The woman's reaction. Hey. This is when you know we're going to hell. Why? Because weed? Okay, Tracy. Only four answers topic, so. The collection played at church. 
He clapped because he felt bad about saying a joint. Yeah. I the halo and I got the horns. <laughs> Check this out. I like, the, I, like, I like the way you tried to stop us from going to hell. <laughs> you, Mr. You Evil Boy, passing, passing around the little thing with this funny smell. Looking for some saving here. Church plate. <laughs> Less than weed. Less than weed. That's the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> I'm just gonna do you just go over there. They're gonna play this. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's hilarious though. That right? is pretty funny. I think my it's mom funny showed that, me that. You know, if you said a beer, you know, no one'd give a shit. Right. You know? But you say a joint, like, oh my goodness. It really is. We're such children. It's so bizarre. Such children. And comparing it to hell, even. Right? Well, he's a real like hardcore Christian. That guy, his audience is very, very Christian. He does like uh, these big stadium church shows. You ever seen those? Yeah. Is he one of those yeah. guys that like makes women in wheelchairs walk and stuff? No, 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 no. He just does stand up comedy in, in like these oh. big church shows. He does, uh, he has like a radio show. He does a lot of different shit, that guy. He's, yeah. I, I admire his hustle. Totally. He's totally. got a lot of things going on. He's got his own radio show. Yeah. He does that show. He does stand up. He does these big church stand up shows. It's not my style. I don't, you know, it's not my kind of comedy, but I admire the dude's hustle. I get, I, I enjoy when people are hustling. What are you guys laughing at? Oh my God. Jam, Jam Band just showed me this this video, and it's one of the most fucked up, you know, Kevin Rose of Dig? Oh, uh, with the, the raccoon? Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, sh- let's show that. This is what crazy. Is uh, at one Kevin day, Rose found a, a raccoon attacking his dog. Yeah. Oh, he okay. grabbed it and yeah. threw it off. Kevin Rose, like, he, he founded what? What did he? F- he found Dig. He was on the yeah. screensavers, you know, yeah. on G4 and stuff. See, it says, at 1 a.m., I heard my dog Toaster crying and yelping in pain. I discovered a raccoon attacking him. I do not encourage animal violence. I wanted to get the wild animals far away from us as possible. Toaster is okay, but it has some claw and bite marks. So that's what it says at the beginning of the video. In the video, you see this this raccoon and the dog are fucking going at it. And so Kevin Rose runs down there, grabs the raccoon, and oh, slams it. And then kicks it. Holy shit, he's gangster. He wow. grabbed that thing. He didn't kick it first. He just reached down and grabbed it with his hands. And then Hulk slammed it. Wow. wow. Oh, now, oh, oh, shit. shit. Bam. Oh, that's down a staircase, isn't it? Yeah. Whoa. Now, where is that a security camera that caught that? Yeah. Is that his house? Yeah. Wow, that's so crazy. That's he, he grabbed that thing and hurled it like a, like a pillow. Yeah, body slammed it. Hey, that's how you do it when your loved ones are in danger. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like when a woman picks up a truck to save her baby. You know, yeah. that kind of shit? Yeah. I you get that I, freak strength. I think I would have just kicked it. I don't think I would have touched it with my hand. I think I would have just, like, as hard as I could. Yeah, I think it. you're right. I think I probably would have, too. Yeah. But uh, who knows? No, you hear that yelping of your favorite little pet. Little yeah. little wicky has a. You might ra- just. I would grab a raccoon off of your yeah. dog <laughs> if it was happening. You so might just cute. go red eyed. You might just get yeah. crazy. But God, how scary would it be if that thing locked on your face? Yeah. Like, uh, I took my uh, dog dude to the vet, and he had these uh, canines. I guess like puppy teeth. Like uh, they're supposed to fall out, but a lot of times their normal teeth will grow around their baby teeth. Yeah, you told me about this. Yeah, yeah. so she had to pull out all these teeth. Man, that poor dog is just sitting there like. 
looking at walls crying. Yeah, that's fucked up, man. <laughs> those, it's weird when you get these little breeds too, because you got to think like, what are, are those things like? I mean, how healthy is it to make an animal that weighs a pound? You know, well, what's involved in that process? Is well, that like normal? It's to a normal size breed, dog, something though. like that. It's not. A, it's not a teacup or anything. It's just, it's just a Shih Tzu. Yeah, but it's uh, yeah. A lot of people think it's like a teacup, but I think it's just a, a runt or whatever it's called. You know, like the the baby of the litter, the small one of the litter. Hmm. It's called a runt. Yeah, I did some research on a uh, Twixie's uh thing in the Pekingese dog. You know, they used to uh, the how they came was they would have like samurai warriors would just leave these beautiful little puppies in the bottom of their sleeves, so they'd walk around and be all you know intimidating and stuff. So to offset that. They'd have these adorable little dogs as they would just walk around with in their sleeves. Yeah. Speaking of animals, Brian, I want you to go to this story. It's on the Daily Cause K O S. You ever go to that website? Go to dailycause.com and there's a, a story on I'll tweet it because this is so fucking crazy, you're not gonna believe it. This these armed agents came into a no kill shelter. I just tweeted it. Um, you can find the link. Uh, these armed agents when they had a no kill shelter for like dogs, you know, so like if you don't want, you could you could donate money, and it's like a nonprofit. So like for a dog that goes to a pound, a lot of times they're in danger of being killed. So there's a few of these no no kill um, shelters that people set up to make sure that these animals don't die. Well, someone uh, put a deer in one of these no kill shelters, so. Aerial photos were taken, they saw the deer, a warrant was issued, and a raid ensued by heavily armed agents. The staff was corralled, not permitted to make calls, and cell phones were confiscated to delete pictures of the raid, and a baby deer named Giggles by the staff was seized and stuffed into a body bag and then promptly killed by the agents. The presiding warden compared it to a drug raid to justify the SWAT-like tactics. They compared it to a drug raid, that having an illegal deer on the premise, a baby deer that they've been taking care of, was like having drugs. So they, this is, they, they came in there, and this is in Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources agents and the sheriff's deputies raided this non-profit, no-kill shelter, put this fucking baby deer in a bag, and then killed it. This is insane. This, uh, the article says, Yes, dear civilized world, heavily armed agents of a state government in the U.S. of A. have raided a no-kill animal shelter to execute with extreme prejudice an internationally recognized symbol for the gentleness, helplessness, and innocence. Yes, world, this is America today, where militarized assault has become the answer to even the most minimal threat. It's really... Um, I don't, I mean, that's a really interesting, it's that's a really interesting up. article that, that's, I mean, the way he just said that, it's, it's really weird that they did that. So they went in for this deer specifically? I mean, I'm, the word, yeah, the word in, interesting is the wrong word, obviously. I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of stunned by this, but that agents would want to do this, that they would want to go in armed like that. Like, why are they so armed for a deer? Have they, have they given a reason why, or have they made any comments? <sighs> I don't know, man. I just read this. Yeah. It's kind of crazy, though. That is bizarre. I mean, it's, an, it's, a, it's a new story. Um, it says 6.21 p.m., and right now it's 7.57 p.m. where we are. Um, I don't know uh, if this is specific time. Yes, it's specific time. So they just, this is only like a couple hours old. Oh, wait. This is August 1st, though. Yeah, today's August 1st, buddy. Isn't it? August 2nd? Uh, August 2nd. 
Did you say the second already? Yeah. Oh, my God. Where's this really? fucking life going? Oh, man. It's life flying by. Anyway, the story's gone viral now. It's saying um, the Daily Cause is Daily KOS. A- excellent website. There's always, like, really interesting stories there. So go there and uh, and check that out. And it's, if you're looking for the link to the story itself, it's on uh, my Twitter feed, which is Joe Rogan. Um, it also has a beautiful picture of Michelle Bachman on the front page. <laughs> that crazy conservative lady. <laughs> yeah, I love those crazy conservative ladies. Maybe that deer was like some kind of a government experiment, and it got away. Or oh something. right, I mean, maybe like, it was like twenty-eight days later. Deer. I mean, it right. has to be something crazy for them. I mean, killing the deer is one thing. Maybe they're just but, bored and but, they they wanted something to do, and that was like a big deal. Just went in there and yeah, fucking deleting the the pictures. That seems like. Yeah, a whole nother illegal move. It seems like you should be able to take whatever pictures you want on your property. Yeah, yeah they want, but they want to minimize any kind of political situation that would come up from killing a deer. And they probably thought the best way to do that is to stop any photos that are being taken. You know? Wow. Yeah, kind of crazy, really. Yeah. Just it seems a little bit overkilly. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Maybe Wisconsin's just trying to act gangster so they get some attention. Uh, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's just it just hurts your feelings. Like, and and this is coming from someone who's killed a deer, you know. But I, I killed a deer to eat it. Right. I didn't just. Someone has a baby pet deer and fenced into a no kill ranch. <sighs> it's just so crazy. I mean, that, I mean, the people that would be the biggest animal lovers probably that you could find with the ones that would be working there. So to to do that to them is like extra cruel and another thing that's really bizarre did you say that they put him in a body bag and then killed him yeah like, um like they just yeah yeah it. They, they just grabbed it and stuffed it into a body bag and then probably either clubbed it or shot it kevin rose threw it down some stairs yeah i mean who knows man who knows what it is normally you put things in a body bag after that seems like a lot of hard work <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's flailing legs and it's horrible it's really it's weird you know mm-hmm. you stop and think about it it's like that someone could just just do that in front of all these screaming, crying people and just stuff it in a bag and ice it. Right, of all the things. It just seems Where's like it's not necessary. I mean, the only thing that you could say, though, and this is true, is that they contain ticks and those ticks contain Lyme disease. That is possible. And if they were worried about Lyme disease spreading into these other animals and they were justifiably upset that these people brought a possibly contaminated deer... It does make sense that they would take the deer away and examine it, at least, you know, examine it. But throwing it in a body bag and killing it is pretty fucking, pretty cruel. Yeah. It's like, why not? Why not be nice? Why gotta do that, poor little deer? Yeah. They're so Seems cute. Like a really bad way to die. They're so cute, but they're so fucking delicious. <laughs> it's like well, there's a battle going on with us, you know. You know what else is delicious? Rabbits, delicious. And for a while, people just they had to eat them. There was no debate. And it's just like recently where people, you know, in the last few hundred years or so, people have gotten to a point where we don't have to kill everything to eat it. It's not everything near us that's moving. We get hit with a rock and fucking throw into a fire. We don't have to do that anymore. So we have pets. We have pets that used to be our food. Yeah. You know, cute little rabbit. They're so fluffy. They're like, please don't eat us. We're not aggressive. We just hang out. Sometimes you got to eat them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh... I actually, uh, I don't think you know this about me, but I'm a vegetarian. I'm a vegan. Total vegan, right? I knew there was something wrong with you. (laughs) (laughs) I've known this for a long time. 
But I, I, always, I always thought it was funny because I, I love your uh, secret vegan bit that you do. <laughs> and the first time I heard it was when I was working with you in Indianapolis and I'm back there cracking up. And I said to myself, you know what, I'm going to keep this. I'm going to see how long I could be the opposite vegan. For well, Joe I knew that, that you were, I knew you were at least a vegetarian for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I think it came up maybe when we were hanging out. Yeah. Maybe do we go to dinner or something? We eat something? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's gotta be weird, man. When you're on the road, is that annoying? It's so hard on the road, it really is. What do you do when you like on the do well, road? Luck- do you stand up? Luckily, you know the the main thing that I avoid is dairy. Um, I still eat fish, sushi, salmon, all that. Oh, you do? Seems to be. Wait a minute. The it- fuck are you talking about? You're not a vegan. I'm a pescatarian that doesn't okay. eat dairy. Dude, that is not being a vegan. Oh yeah, you eat it, well, fish. But it's the <laughs> butter and milk that's the bad uh, stuff. Yeah, but you're okay. Vegans, no, for the I most know. part, they're they're doing it more as an. Well, I wouldn't say m- more, but one of the major considerations is that they don't want to hurt animals. Yeah, that's not my consideration. At all. <laughs> Mine is so selfish. I just wanted to be happy all the time. That that's what I was. It has nothing to do with the animals. And or, you found that altering your diet has a, yeah. a big. Uh, change on how you uh how you big, feel big time and in, in what way creative creatively and really oh, absolutely i mean see what used to happen was that down that i would get after eating mm-hmm. that i mean it's just exhausting and i'm very reactive to that i like coffee and i like being able to be in position to do something you know mm-hmm. um so it used to really bother me and first i cut out meat i'm like it's something with my eating because i would just crash so hard after every meal i'd want to take a nap so then I went a few months, and I've done it before, and both times it, it's been this way. But this time I've kept it for a year and a half. And But once I cut out the, the dairy, the sour cream, the cheese, it's it's hard in the beginning, but it's not really once you just go around it. Once you have vegan cheese in your house, it's pretty much straight because then you can make a pizza or whatever. You know, you could throw something together if you really are craving it. And uh, but yeah, that that uh, that edge and the negativity and sort of depression like uh, symptoms that I was feeling pretty much throughout my whole life up until the point really dissipated after the dairy was gone almost instantly, by the way, like to the meal. Once I started eliminating cheese was really the main thing because I'd have cheese on every sandwich. So delicious, though. Right. I like vegan cheese. You get used to it. And there's there's great ways around it. You know, avocado is great. For me, it's one month now with no gluten. Oh, wow. One month where I haven't had any. It's uh, completely changed my diet. I only eat vegetables and meats and chicken and fish and things along those lines. Mm -hmm. Occasionally I have rice, but not very often. But I've completely cut out all pasta, completely cut out all bread. And I know I notice a lot of differences. I don't feel, when I eat, even if I'm full, I don't need to eat anymore. I don't feel bloated. I don't have the, ugh, there's a feeling that I should eat. Dude, I can put away some fucking food, all right? Mm. I would eat a giant whole pizza by myself, mm. like with all sorts of shit on it, pepperoni and sausage, and I will fuck up a big pizza to the point where I just, I the, the last couple of slices, I'm just trying to prove a point. Right. <laughs> just, 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 just showing what a fat fucking pig I can be and stuff this down my throat. Mm. But the feeling after that, when that cement, is digesting in my stomach that paste when it's all smashed up with my teeth and and packed into a ball of just barely digestible fart fuel. Totally. I mean, I mean that's what it is. I'm just cutting horrible farts and listening to my stomach rumble and it's just stretched out and aching. That's gone. I all I, one of the reasons why I did it is because I talked to someone about my back. 
um, which has gotten a lot better. Um, and, and thank you, everybody who's had back injuries and given me tips, whether it's on Twitter, on the message board. A lot of people gave me some great suggestions of different shit to do, <clears throat> um, including Dave Asprey, who told me about ozone, pro-lozone therapy. It's pro-lotherapy with ozone, which helped me quite a bit. Really interesting, interesting stuff. But this, t- this lady told me to cut out gluten. She said she, um, she, she's a therapist, a physical therapist, and her and her husband both work with like high-level athletes. And one of the things they said is, like, we've had really good results in getting people to stop eating gluten, and a lot of inflammation goes down. And people that have had, like, back issues, just in cutting out the gluten, the inflammation from their discs swelling and stuff has gone down considerably to the point where it becomes asymptomatic. And I thought that was so crazy. I was like, how could gluten, like, have that much of an effect on you? But, man, it fucking does. I've only been a month. It's a, it's about, you know, roughly a month now. But I have much less aches and pains in joints. My face looks thinner. Like, my face is, like, it's, and I'm, I'm not, I'm still eating, like, as much as I want. Right. I'm not, like, uh, I'm not, like, I wouldn't say I'm limiting my calories or dieting, but I'm losing body fat. And my stomach is going down. I know this is book Wheat Belly. I haven't read it yet. But apparently what they talk about is, like, like how many people have like belly fat from eating gluten and wheat mm-hmm. and like that it just just packs it on you. But I noticed my stomach on television. I was like, my gut's kind of sticking out a little bit because I haven't been able to work out as much because of my back. All that shit's gone. All that shit's gone as soon as I cut out gluten. Wow. I could tell in your face. The yeah. Most. yeah. My face was getting pretty fat, man. That's I carry weight in my face. It's one of the first places I carry it for whatever reason. In my dick. So <laughs> unfortunately, fortunately and unfortunately. My dick is my dick is looking like a runner. <laughs> my dick looks like a jogger. <laughs> a jogger. I want my dick to look like a bulldog. <laughs> Instead it looks like a like a jogger with a headband. <laughs> but I would recommend anybody trying it. You know, some people say it's nonsense. Um but uh, one of the things I found out about the internet, the internet is a beautiful resource. But no matter what, there's going to be a certain amount of people that think something sucks. Right. It could be the most awesome shit that's mm-hmm. ever existed. I've seen people say the Black Keys fucking suck. Right. I've seen people say Louis C.K. fucking sucks. Yeah. I've seen people say Dave Chappelle fucking sucks. Right. Everything that is awesome in the world, someone yeah. out there is saying it sucks. You could just search the keywords on Twitter and you'll find people <sighs> saying the dumbest stuff in the world. So much of it is... People not talking in person to other people and not, like, having to, like, have, like, a, a sort of, like, a, a, a cooperative, interactive exchange with people. Instead of that, like, communicating with people and seeing them in a full three-dimensional, two, person-to-person sort of a way. Just the ability to, like, right. fucking, just get online. Hey, fucking Tony Hinchcliffe, you think you're funny? You're a fucking queer. Right. Yeah. They just just throw it out there. Just just unleash from the bowels of their soul. They hide in their apartment from the fucking bill collectors. Right. From their parents who live on the floor above them. It's a weird thing. You know, if I can give any advice to anybody that finds themselves caught doing that, sometimes people think they can do it to celebrities because celebrities aren't really people. You know, I've seen people that like, they seem like normal folks, and then, you know, they'll tell you, like, yeah, hey, Ariane Celeste brought me for Twitter. Like, why'd you do that? I was fucking giving her some shit about something. She blocked me. Like, why are you doing that, dude? Do you even know her? Like, what do you, what right. you, you know, why are you having this exchange with her? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> right. Why are you being so mean? Why are you being mean? Focus on yourself, motherfucker. It's just, yeah. 
it's weird when you meet those people in person too. Like, the, like there was a guy the other day that came to the comedy club, and he was just like, what, "Remember that guy that came up? He was kind of drunk, and he goes, he go, he was talking to our friend Benji, and he was just like, you know, man, you suck. You, your, your set was just stupid. Right. Was like, like, and we're just like, like yeah. interrupting our conversation, right. and it gets, it got me to the point where it was like, I almost just want to beat this guy's ass. I'm not even a fighter, right. but I just want to smash this dude's face in, because I've already gone through the, uh, the please, yeah. you know, just get away from us, man, leave right. us alone type thing, and then the whole night, he wouldn't leave, he kept on getting kicked out, and he would come sneak his way back in, start talking shit to uh, comics, and then like, wow. like it's like he just needed. So he's like a, a like a human in real life troll. Yes, yeah. He was instead of like an inter- internet. Troll. He was really bad at it too because he would come up with the come up to the group. He would say somebody sucked, and we're just like, okay, what else? What else he got? Oh, that's it. I just want to tell you you sucked. It's like okay, well then that's it, right? So you can go. Like why you got to be like that? You just told. You just oh, told me I God. suck. <laughs> what do you mean? What am I supposed to do? Hang out with you? It's as as time goes on, more of those people are being exposed, and uh, they're starting to feel that you know they're starting to feel the sting of being mean to people like that. Like, have you seen what happened with um, that guy that was on? Who's a Reddit guy who was like he he was uh, posting he posts like really mean evil shit on Reddit, and they found out who he was in real life, so they contacted his employer, and he got fired. Whoa. He got fired for his re- and he's got like he was talking about it like he's like look this is just a persona I just do this to blow off steam like I'm actually a nice guy I got a family mm-hmm. like he just was entertaining himself by just doing this on online you know it gets weird man it gets weird because yeah. like I don't agree with that guy getting fired I'll tell you that I don't agree with the guy getting fired for something that has nothing to do with his work right because you find out that he posts mean shit on Twitter on Twitter or on Reddit well he didn't know that he was gonna get caught. Like you know, you have to ch- sh- you have to show that bar. You know, if pe- <laughs> like most people think that the rules are pretty like it's a game to a lot of folks. Like try to say something mean, try to get people to react, try to get people to freak out because you put up some horrifying image. And that game, the the parameters of that game have been pretty pretty clearly established. No one was losing any jobs because of that. Mm-hmm. You had an anonymous name. Nobody lost any jobs. Well, somewhere along the line, people decided that that wasn't good enough, so they had to go after the people that were posting this fucked up shit, and the way they went after is they find out who you are as a real human being, and then they go after you. And that's where this shit gets weird. Yeah. Because it was, like, who are you? Are you your online guy? Right. Or are you the real guy, the real, you know, Tony Hinchcliffe that I see out there on the street? Right. Or are you Tony Hinchcliffe that p- pretends to be a woman and uh, goes on cougar life hey. and tries to, <laughs> tries to get guys to fall cougar in love? Life. Have you been looking at my browser history? <laughs> <laughs> how many women, uh, I mean, like, how many dudes out there that are online talking and they think to women are actually just other dudes? They're pretending to be women. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I, I happen to... No, that didn't happen to me. People are getting well. One of the things that we did on this uh, this uh, sci-fi show mm-hmm. is uh, we went to a motion capture studio um, that does. Uh, they do the same stuff. Uh, they do Avatar and uh, they did uh, a lot of other movies. And they have all these different frames that they can put you into. Like they put you in this motion capture suit and they make an image of your face and then they can put your face like on a body. And then you're running around this area, and you're you're running around actually like in this game, you know. You're you like you could see this character, and you can have a, you could be a woman, you could be like a monster, you could be all these different characters in a game. How long in, is it until we have like a World of Warcraft type 3D game, and dudes just decide to be a chick, right? You know, yeah. 
just because. Just because. Just right. for fun. Yeah. Why not? You know? I'm always girl video game characters. And anyway. Yeah, you, you would be a girl if you were a superhero, right? Didn't yeah. you say you would be yeah. superwoman? Superwoman. And if you had the choice, it would, it would you know, it, it's... You would bother the other players more by killing them being a woman anyway. Like, oh, man, I just got killed by a chick. Let me give you a for instance. Let me give you a what if. Okay, let's say, uh, I don't know anything about your personal situation, but it's, let's say you're in love. You found the girl. This is the one you want to marry, okay? And you have the opportunity for one day or one hour, let's say an hour, to feel what it's like for you to fuck her. And she gets to feel what it's like to be you having sex with her. So you you feel what it's like to be her getting fucked by you and she feels what it's like for you to fuck her. What do you a, think you could do that? Do you think you could lie there and get fucked by yourself? I don't think I could handle an hour of <laughs> I don't think I could handle an hour of uh what I'm dealing with. You do you think I mean? you could do that? Do you think you could deal with like kissing you and do you think you'd love her enough to let her be you for an hour and you be her? I really, really love myself, so <laughs> I'm pretty sure that if I got fucked by me, and if I was a chick for an hour, I'd I'd probably really enjoy it. I'd probably be a <laughs> if I was a ch- if I was a chick, I'd probably be a squirter. <laughs> Do you think you'd give up the booty? Would you go anal? Would I give it? <laughs> if you were a chick, would you take in the ass from yourself? Well, for me, yeah. I mean, from I- yourself, yeah. Would but, you just spit on your hand and rub your asshole? Never in any other just, analogy uh, would I uh, reach back and open it up wide for you. I yeah. don't. I don't know if I would. You go ask to mouth for yourself. <laughs> That's the real question. How much do you really love yourself? Because you probably don't love yourself enough to go aft, ass to mouth on yourself. Fuck but me. if you watch porn, girls who don't even love guys are willing to go ass to mouth. Right. So consider. Well, the consider girls your in commitment. porns are getting like two thousand bucks. So do I so also 2, get two thousand? Fuck myself. If that's all it takes for you to go ass to mouth, we can have that arranged. Well, <laughs> well he has to be fucking himself. Right, yeah, the okay. hard part. We'll just make a be... mask. We'll just make a mask. <laughs> no, that's not a guy. <laughs> Wait. We'll just make a mask that looks just like you. It's, it's not gay if it's yourself. How about we make a mask that looks just like you and we put it on a girl with a strap on? So it is like you're fucking yourself. Not enough? No. Definitely not. <laughs> you need no, to be the girl. No. You need to actually be a girl. Because yeah. then you'd say, yeah, I'm I'm not even me. I'm her. And then you look down, you see your penis, and you go, oh, no. No, I'm still a guy. <laughs> what the fuck kind of game am I playing? <laughs> I know. I'm so confused. I don't know whether I would fuck this thing or I wouldn't. I don't know what's me and what's not. Do they both have penises? Does one have a vagina? I mean, I've wondered. <laughs> have you ever wondered what it, I mean, what it must be like to be a woman and to be attracted to men? And to to be a woman and like have a man inside of you and like the the whole experience, it's so <laughs> radically <laughs> different. It would be really trippy if they offered up like say if one day your your mind literally can be recorded. Like say if one day the memory that you experience now is like old school. They're gonna have digital memory. They're gonna plug it into the cerebral cortex or wherever the fuck your memories are stored, and you're gonna be able to have it on a hard drive. You're gonna have, be able to have your memory in a hard drive, and I'm gonna be able to take a copy of your memory or borrow your chip or whatever and stick it in my head and experience what you're experiencing. So the question becomes, if that is possible, if you can like literally one day experience someone's memories, will you experience you getting fucked by you? That's interesting because it's like, you know, people that are born blind, (laughs) people that are born blind don't dream in color. So I wonder if you could feel a vagina if you don't have one. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. That's really interesting. I never even thought of that. But uh, But you and the wife would just swap 
hard drive. It seems like they. <laughs> it seems like they're getting. It seems like they're, they're getting, getting a more deal. enjoyable end. I mean, the noises that they make the whole time, <laughs> and compared to. I mean, I don't know how you guys are, but I'm. I'm I'm not that loud. It's not like ah, ah, ah. You should try it. Practice it. Really? Just fucking go crazy. <laughs> Pretend. <laughs> I can't wait. I can tell this is life changing advice I'm about to get. Just pretend when when you pretend when you're fucking that you're an animal in a movie. Mm. That's what you should do. Not even a real animal, because real animals are fairly quiet, like a squirrel. Fuck. Yeah. Like a just a crazy, wild, undiscovered ape. That lives in Africa. It's one killer fucking screaming ape and claw and hold it by the neck and. Oh wow! Try it. Just get crazy. I make sea lion noises. Yeah, the kind that are the kind that are drying up on the beach because they have a yeah. broken flipper. Is that, is that how you is that how you get to fuck dolphins by making that noise? Right. Yeah. By the way, sea lions are the most funniest sounding animal. I think just hanging out. I wonder what they're doing. Do you think they're communicating? I don't know. They sound so depressed and dumb. And you ain't lying. Yeah, it's not like the best sound. Uh, I have you ever heard of an elk? Elk? Yeah, they have this weird. They have like the, like a bugle. It's called an elk bugle. Wow. Pull pull it up like as a sound. It's the weirdest noise. Like animal animals have weird fucking noises, but male elks, what they call bull elks, when they're calling out to bitches, letting them know what's up. It's time to get some dick. Time to get some dick. Listen to the sound. You hear that? That's an elk. Hmm. It also sounds like Tony in bed. <laughs> That's a female. It's R2D2. Oh, wow. How weird is that? Elk, when you look at them with their giant fucking horns, listen to that. Is that the guy? That's an elk. That's an elk making noise. Yeah, that's a male. The males have horns. How crazy is that? That animal is right out of Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. It looks like a boar with antlers. They're weird because they're closer related, apparently, to cows than they are to deer. It looks like it. Really thick necks. What a weird fucking noise, Fuck, man. I'd suck off that elk after making that noise. <laughs> <laughs> Those mating calls are working on me. <laughs> well, I mean, what a weird animal, man. I mean, think about that reality. Living in the woods, just trekking around in snow, looking for grass to eat, and then once a year, it's time to fuck. Wow. Once a year, it's time to get your fuck on. How exciting that and must all, be when that comes bugling. around. Wow. I wish I was here for the the other day. You had that the car guy on. The, oh, Matt Farah. Yeah, how was that? Oh, he'll be back again. He was awesome. He was awesome. Fun. We got hammered too. Oh, jeez, Louisa. Shit about Volkswagen with him. Why? What's wrong with your Volkswagen? It's it's the most dumbest thing ever. I've, I haven't had my car for a month. What's wrong? Well, when I first got it, they had this thing where the windows, you try to roll up the windows, and it would roll up all the way, and then it would roll down all the way. And then you're like, God damn it, you have to do it like four times in a row. So finally, I was like, what the fuck's going on? And they're like, oh, there's a, there's a recall. So they take out the windows, 
and they scratch up. Uh, I had tenting on them. They scratched up all the tenting on it, and so then I had to take it back. And then the, like this, uh, like a couple months later, the sunroof thing broke. The trunk thing, which had like string holding up the trunk, broke. Like all these little things keep keep on breaking. Like the car, awesome, but all these little stupid things huh. breaking. So then I'm, I take it back. They 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 have it for two weeks. They give it back to me. They didn't fix half the shit. So then I had to take it back. They didn't fix half the shit. Yeah, what didn't they fix? Like like they they were supposed to fix this headlight thing, and and they didn't fix the headlight. And then uh, when they were fixing the sunroof thing, they scratched up the top of the the interior, so they have to replace the interior. And I had it's it's not like the the general manager and the service managers won't even call me back anymore. They're just just like because they don't have an answer. Like 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 every time I come, like how about now? And they're like, oh, it'll be beginning of next week. Then next week comes and they're like, it's it's gonna be the following week. And and I they, they just don't even answer my phone calls anymore. It's gotten to that point. You they just, don't answer your phone calls. No, no, they won't return my calls. Like I, I there was like three days that they didn't return like return my calls. And this is the dealership. This is the dealership. But I just contacted because I, I went crazy on on Twitter, and then of course you know the Volkswagen Twitter page you know right. sent me a message. And what they say? They, so I called up and I made this. I have to make up this whole like. You know, thing where this the district manager is just going to figure out what the fuck's going on. So they had opened up a case, and but still no car. And like, I, like they gave wow. me a they gave me a Passat, which is I guess is a nice car, a 2013 to to use for the last two days. But it's like one of those ones where it's been stripped of everything, where you don't even have like a map, you know, GPS. No I have like a four cylinder, like I, I have no pickup at all. So I'm like on the LA freeway trying <clears> to like <throat> speed or do something, and it's just like I, I have a little go kart. It's bullshit. That's crazy that they've had it for a month. Yeah. Um, what was the major issue? What the fuck was it? The ma- well, the major issue was just that, like, I mean, there's been so many little things that have been bro- breaking on it, like the windows and stuff. But, like, uh, they have this net that was over the sunroof, and you pull the net. And, and what, what are they saying? I mean, pop- are they giving you a reason why they can't fix it? Well, no, what they do is they fix it, and they'll break something else. And then they break something. Yeah, else? like when they fixed the roof thing, they scratched up my whole interior, and so they had to replace. They're replacing the interior now. When they replaced my windows, they scratched up like all the tint on my windows when they put it back in. Like it's it's been just nonstop. <clears throat> and then and like all these little tiny like people warned me about this. I already knew this about Volkswagen, but all these little tiny things like the cigarette lighter thing when you where you plug in your like iPhone charger when mm-hmm. you pull it out, the whole thing came out. So I had to get that fixed. So like, it's a build quality. It's a complaint. build. Yeah, and what's weird is if you look back at like I I get I get consumer reports and stuff with Volkswagen. They they've had this problem for so long that that if you it's always an electrical issue. It's always it's always you know like the little things break. It's never the engine. Like usually like everything runs fine. It's just like your f- car will fall apart. And uh, it's 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 like. To the T. Exactly. I would go there and I would verbally abuse every employee there. <laughs> yeah, but it's not their <laughs> fault. Who knows what the fuck is going on? Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, it's not the, the, the every employee, you know, well, no, someone's I, I fucking mean, up. I mean, the one that, the one that they put in front of you, though, oh. that's, that's response, whoever's responsible there, for that location. There was also a point, part, part of this Volkswagen experience where I ordered a part, this headlight, like, they were like, you know, uh, something on the freeway snapped up and hit this one of the fog lights. And it was like, all right, so I, I have to pay for that. I understand. And they're like, well, it's going to be $200, but the labor is going to be $100. I'm like, that's fine. Just need it, need it fixed. And uh, then they didn't fix that. And then uh, I was like, why didn't you fix this? And I had to take my car back. And they're like, uh, t- I went to the service manager. And I was like, well, you know, why didn't you fix this? And then, oh, this service guy said that you said not to fix it. That was too expensive. Okay. Well, this sounds like yeah. a personal Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just saying it's, yeah, it's, it's going to go on forever. But yeah, the, um, yeah, it sucks. Do you want to say the name of the place? 
New Century Volkswagen Glendale. You can eat my dick. Oh my goodness. <laughs> How dare you? That's not what I was hoping you were going to do. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say New Century Volkswagen Glendale. Let's work this out. No. <laughs> Eat my dick. They have your car still. I don't care anymore. You like, they can say, keep my you car. shouldn't say eat my dick because they might just eat your dick. You're going to get there. They're going to lock the doors. They're going to go, oh, yeah, you want to talk some shit, huh? Hey, our phone's been ringing off the hook for the past two days, so we are going to eat your dick. <laughs> they come out with a fucking pair of hedge clippers and chase you around the Volkswagen shop. Okay? It's in Glendale, man. Glendale's Oh, I'm fucked. I know I'm fucked. Don't play. Oh, yeah. You're not fucked. It does sound like a pain in the dick, though. It's just Tony Hinchcliffe, any car problems you want to throw into the bench? <laughs> no, no car problems. I did have, I did have some bad customer service uh, two weeks ago, though. I was at the airport. I'd just gotten done with this gig. I was by myself in Corpus Christi, Texas for a weekend. I'm at the airport. I get there a half hour early, about to board. I mean, this is the Corpus Christi airport, so there's just me and the other people that are on my flight there. And I'm sitting right next to the door where they pull the gate up to, you know. I'm sitting right there. I have about a half hour, though, to wait before they load up the plane. My eyes start getting a little heavy because I have a 5 o'clock flight. I've been up all night. I did stand-up that night, so I stay up to get the flight so I can get back to L.A. early and sleep in my bed, you know, and sleep on the plane. Anyway, my eyes get heavy. I fall asleep while they're boarding this plane. I wake up. It's 15 minutes after it took off, and I open my eyes, and there's still that lady that works for the airline there, and I go, so that plane took off, huh? And uh, she's like, oh, you must be Hinchcliffe. I go, yeah, how do you know that? She goes, because I just paged you twice. I go, I'm sitting right here. I mean, sure, I fell asleep, but you would think that this lady, there's nobody else in the airport now. She didn't. So you think they're supposed to wake you up? Is that what the fuck you're saying? <laughs> Jesus Christ, she's lazy paging. bitch. She's paging. They're going to fly you through the sky in a fucking metal tube. You want them to wake you up, too? There's a, she's this is like 150 <laughs> fucking people on this plane. They don't have time to wake you up. It wasn't even. It was like 35. Whatever it is. There's the 34 person's... other people to think about. Why the fuck should they wake you up? There's only one guy sitting there. Wake up, bitch. I, it's yeah, time but to I wake up, bitch. I don't agree with that. They probably were like, hello, <laughs> sir, sir, you right there. Yeah. All right, last call. Like, they're not going to come up to you and, like, shaking, like, just in case if you're not Tony Hinchcliffe. Tony, you're a mess. That's what the <laughs> fuck happened. You're a goddamn mess. Well, you couldn't even stay awake long enough to catch a flight. What are you, on Ambien? <laughs> Taking drugs, son? Nice Ohio boy, come over here, fall into those L.A. ways? Is that what happened? No, man. I, 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 was, I was sitting in an airport. <laughs> yeah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Did you see this article on uh, magic mushrooms repairing brain damage caused by extreme trauma? It's, uh, it's on my Twitter. It's a study from the University of South Florida that found that low doses of the active ingredient in magic mushrooms repairs brain damage caused by extreme trauma, offering renewed hope to millions of sufferers of PTSD, or post-traumatic stress disorder. And that this uh, study confirms previous research by the Imperial College London that psilocybin, a naturally occurring compound present in shrooms, stimulates new brain cell growth and erases frightening memories. Mice conditioned to fear electric shock when hearing a noise associated with the shock simply lost their fear, says Dr. Juan Sanchez Ramos who co-authored the study. A low dose of psilocybin led to overcoming fear, conditioning, and the freeze response associated with it faster than the group of mice on catasserin, catan, catanserin, which is a drug that counteracts the receptors that bind psilocybin in the brain. 
and a control group on saline. Amazing. It's amazing shit, man. Yeah, they, they've linked it to curing depression and uh, other uh, um, mental health issues as well. What they're saying, yeah, this, this article also goes on to talk about how um, PTSD is not um, just psychological. That common symptoms, it says, such as hypervigilance, memory fragmentation, flashbacks, disassociation, nightmares, and flight or flight responses to triggers are generally thought to be psychological and therefore treatable by learning to change thought processes. But new research suggests that they may in fact be the result of long-term physiological mutations to the brain. That's interesting. That it actually changes the brain and that psilocybin repairs those changes. That's amazing, man. I totally believe it. I, I believe it too, but that's an extreme, extreme mm-hmm. statement. You know, mm-hmm. that's really incredible. It's it, really incredible that they can do that. It feels like it when you're on them. Yeah. You, it feels like there's a, renewal. a new brain growing. Well, know, I always can see myself, I can see life better. You know, I can see like a, I get a, a nice path. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, there's a nice path to go down. You know, like sometimes like, you, get, you get, especially if you're overwhelmed with life and busy and stressed out, you can get a little cloudy on what the path is. Totally. But then sometimes just one psychedelic experience and then mm-hmm. whoosh, you see the path. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is what's right. This I, is what's good. This I is had my first one in, uh, in a while uh, just a few weeks ago with Ari. We went mm. out to Joshua Tree. Oh, you were on that little yeah. journey. And we had a <laughs> blast. And ever since then, it would, just like I knew I needed, I mean, it's just like clockwork. It gets rid of all that. Uh, I was having regularly, maybe once a day, for maybe only 20, 30 seconds, these feelings of, oh, I'm dying. You know what I mean? Like this natural anxiety, like how, how am I, you know, whatever. Yeah, interesting. And, and those, it's just gone. It's just a different, it cleanses, it's like a, Giving your brain a shower is how it feels like to me. It just feels scrubbed. I think it's amazing that you had that incredible experience from just dropping dairy. That you had this experience of no depression, mm-hmm. feeling better and happier. Mm-hmm. Just from dropping dairy. No doubt about it. Immediately. That's... Immediately like that day. <sighs> and so delicious then, though. But it's so delicious. It Do you, is, uh, but it is, but you lose the you lose the thing for it after you don't have it, and once you see the once you feel the results directly, you're like, uh, <laughs> I mean, I love sour cream, but I don't love it that much, and and it's easy to switch over to almond milk and. Uh, you know, and, or any kind of those things. They make so many different kinds. And I love almond milk, and I never really was a big fan of regular cow's milk. Yeah, almond milk is pretty badass, yeah. actually. Yeah, almond almond milk. Uh, it tastes good, and it doesn't give you that weird feeling when it's over. But it does like taste like when you're drinking it. It tastes like you're drinking milk. Mm-hmm. But no, I can't even have fucking cereal. So it's mm-hmm. a point, Tony Hinchcliffe. I know. There's no cereals that are no non gluten. They probably taste like ass. I'm sure someone's going to tell me about ones that are good. I found out there's a lot of beer that you can drink. You can drink Budweiser. Budweiser has less than 20 parts per million. That's how you uh, d- d- judge whether or not something is gluten-free. Budweiser and Heineken, apparently. Heineken has so little gluten in it. Corona, Sapporo, um, the rice beers of Japan, those those beers are all rice beers. They're not, um, they're not uh, wheat-based. Some good options. Yeah, there's some options. I like Heineken's. I've always been a fan of Heineken's. So uh, that's nice, but I can't drink fucking Sam Adams, and I can't drink Black Butte Porter, like a thick Guinness-type right. beer. I love, I love like, those stouts. What about wines? You can drink wine. Sweet. Yeah. Um, I think some, some I don't think, I don't know about vodka. Yeah, what about whiskeys? I, like, I think you can drink whiskey. Yeah, I think you're allowed to drink whiskey. 
Because whiskey, what's whiskey, whiskey made out of? Rye? Is that what it is? Mm, yeah. Or corn? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, corn. corn? I think probably tequila. That's mezcal, right? That's made out of like a cactus or some shit, right? I think so. Really? I don't know. Not what's sure. tequila made out of? <laughs> That's a great question. I, I never know. thought about it. It's yeah. clear. Why is it clear? clear? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For something that fucks you up that much, it seems like it should be rainbow colored. I have made some of the worst decisions of my life on tequila. Oh, it's so much fun. See, I've been doing tequila. this thing lately where I'm, I'm, uh, I rotate what I drink regularly, and I notice that there's different kind of buzzes and stuff that come along with it. Totally. And uh, now my, one of my new favorite things is just popping a shot of tequila and having a beer and rocking the night away. <laughs> Where before I was very, very hung up on, uh, you know, uh, Crown Royal and Coke, like mi- mi- whiskey and Coke. Right. Was, was originally Which is so thing. bad for you. It's made out of agave. And uh, the blue agave plant is uh, the wow. one where they, uh, they extract. Agave. Fascinating, man. That's fascinating shit. Blue agave, primarily in the area surrounding the city of Tequila, uh, which is west of northwest of Guadalajara, in the highlands of Los Altos of the Mexican western state does, of Jalisco. Does not sound safe around that area. <laughs> <laughs> not the place to take your family on vacation. It's an excellent place to be if you're a kilo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, it's just weird that that has become the reality of of Mexico in just a few short decades. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody we didn't associate Mexico with that when I was in high school. Like, Mexico wasn't drug war and people cutting off people's heads and the, the nutty shit that you see down there. It's just mm-hmm. it's so quick how that how that's happened. Yeah, and we like to think that that can never happen to us. And for the most part, I think it can never happen to us. But goddamn, how's it happen there? How's it happen right there? They have the control of the, you know, when the when the when the mob gets big, they can they can control the government. That's why, uh, you know, they got good, you know, Goodfellas and The Godfather. They did, uh, they're the ones that really pretty much ended the mob because they made it look cool, and it was all about to take off. I mean, that whole it, we were, I don't think we were too far away from the same type of thing. I think a difference is that. The mob was, you know, it's called organized crime for a reason. They're very strategic. I'm not sure if the, these drug wars going down in Mexico, they seem to be a little bit more unorthodox. They're very eager to send a message. That seems to be their main thing. They will cut off heads and put them on your mailbox, you know, if you fuck with them. And, you know, the mob, they would just put a horse's head in your bed or something like that. You know, they wouldn't put a human head on your mailbox. You're, you're romanticizing the mob. The mob, they were nice. My mom was a nice person. So she ran a few numbers. But everybody was fine. We killed a horse they, every now and then to keep you in line. It's really interesting. They really were. They, I mean... You really think so? The, in a lot of ways, yeah. I mean, the city of Youngstown was booming when the mob was still... I mean, not booming, booming. The steel industry was dilapidating it, but... It's better to have organized crime than disorganized crime. And what happened when the FBI raided uh, Youngstown, for example, and I mean, that's a small, not too small, but it's a pretty small scale of what obviously would be like in New York and Chicago. But what happened in Youngstown was uh, black gangs took over the Bloods and the Crips in in a very, very big way. And um, then all of a sudden there's drive-bys and there's bullets going through your window and leaving a mark on the other side of your living room wall. And it all becomes a reality, whereas when the mob was there controlling the streets, other gangs, there was no other gangs. But as soon as they got rid of the mob, they let, they don't, 
mind disorganized crime as much as they mind organized. It's very bizarre. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. You know, that's what people say about Vegas. You know, people, uh, they always talk about the good old days when Vegas was run by the mob. Mm -hmm. You know, the mob just ran Vegas right. Everyone was polite. Everywhere you go, you got a nice lobster. You know, right. people love to talk about that. Like, yeah. Mob ran Vegas. Yeah. They did. Did you see the, uh, speaking of Vegas, the um, uh, the video with, uh, the the film rather, with um, Michael Douglas and Matt Damon, where they played Liberace oh, and Liberace's no, Lover? Did you end up watching it? <sighs> How was it? Was it like on a, on a Brokeback Mountain scale? It's amazing. It's, it buries Brokeback Mountain. Really? Yeah, bur buries it. Brokeback Mountain is... Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> First of all, I, I don't remember who said it. I think it was Ricky Gervais said something really funny. I think it was him that was quoted this saying, it's surreal watching Gordon Gecko get fucked by um, uh, Jason Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> because you know Matt Damon is Jason Bourne and Gordon Gecko was Michael Douglas and yeah. you know Matt Damon is fucking you know Michael they Douglas show that them. yes first of all Michael Douglas is one of the baddest motherfuckers that ever lived mm -hmm. he is Liberace I mean he fucking is him wow it's amazing I mean if you watch Liberace and watch the films and watch like how he talked and behaved I mean he literally is him. It's amazing. The transformation is spectacular. He makes you realize what a great actor he really is. Yeah. <clears throat> and Matt Damon, too. You fucking buy it. You buy it hook, line, and sinker. You know he's Jason Bourne, okay? You know he uh, was the guy from Goodwill Hunting. You know all those things, and yet you still buy it. Wow. Hook, line, and sinker. They are two bad motherfuckers. And I, when I, before I saw it, I was like, how good could this be? Like, Jesus Christ. Oh, you're shaving your balls and waxing and oiling it up. No, before that. In preparation. Before that. <laughs> I don't, I don't, you know, I don't watch gay films naked. Anyway. The, um, the, the, the acting in it was incredible. The story, though, is really, it's kind of a weird story because... All it is, essentially, is one guy who got pissed that Liberace didn't want to fuck him anymore, so he told the Liberace story. You know, and the Liberace story, to be told in this film, is basically that Liberace liked to fuck. He was really super talented. He liked to play uh, music. Most of the old ladies came to the show, didn't know he was gay, and after the show was over, he wanted to get guys and mm -hmm. fuck them. Mm -hmm. You know, and like... That's it. Like that's he and you know he's painted out to be this like horrible, horrible, horrible person. But in reality, he was just a guy who had five hundred million dollars and liked to fuck. Yeah, you know. I mean, he really didn't hurt anybody in the movie. Kicked the guy out when the guy got crazy. But it also is interesting because the guy who uh, Matt Damon is playing, like his character in the movies. Hooked on pills and all these amphetamines, and you watch like Matt Damon's character change his personality. It's so it's fucking great, man. I love great acting. It's amazing to see how some actors, you know, a lot of great actors, and play some of the same types of characters through movies. The most impressive to me is uh, Walter White, um, uh, Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston, because yeah. I didn't realize until like season four or five of Breaking Bad. I don't know if you watch it. But, oh yeah, but yeah. he but he also plays the dad in Malcolm in the Middle. Oh yeah, <laughs> like this positive, happy, like hoo hoo hoo. And Walter White is the complete opposite of that. He, he's so he's got so much to him, and he's not just a something that's just a little bleak character like the Malcolm in the Middle dad. 
He's so developed and it's so deep and so emotional and you see so much of it that that agility that he could play that guy and that guy. Yes. And he plays that guy so well. He only wins like every year pretty much uh, or at least a few now for his work on that. And to think that he can play that guy too, just a Malcolm in the Middle dad. He's His portrayal of a teacher is so goddamn good. I mean, he he sets the parameters of like the way a teacher would behave so perfectly and precisely. It's m- masterful. It really is masterful. He's incredible. It really is. Yeah. The guys who can do that, like you got to really admire that. That that that's just such a very it's such a very specific level of acting. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like Daniel Day-Lewis, which I harp on too much, but it's like that level of acting. Mm-hmm. It's so much different than most of the douchebags you see at Starbucks going right. through their scripts. Totally. And Cranston's such a cool guy, too. I don't know if you saw this, but at Comic-Con, oh, uh, yeah, 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 I did. you saw the thing with the mask? Mm-hmm. And then uh, they brought yeah. him up for the panel, and he took off the mask. Place went crazy. Why do I feel like we played Liberace music on this podcast before? Have we? No. This is what I want to pull up then. I want to pull up the song when Liberace winks at me, because this is like this was like some real shit. This is in nineteen you know fifties ish when Liberace was like you know I guess this was like a scene in a movie, mm-hmm. and a woman is singing a song about how enthralled she is by Liberace, and. It, it's 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 amazing. First of all, it's amazing when you stop and think about how much our culture's changed since then, because this is like you know whatever the hell it is. Nineteen. We'll pull. What does it say? What year does it say? Uh, nineteen fifty-five. Nineteen fifty-five. Wow. Watch this shit. This is incredible. It's like a strange time machine. Oh, it's just the. Watch this, Liberace and Libby Morris. She's sitting in front of her TV, and she's on her knees in front of a little desk <laughs> writing a letter, and she's staring wistfully into the TV while Liberace plays piano. He's so handsome. And he winks at you, and when he winks, it clinks. Clink. That's that, a that weird loud noise. dink. That loud clink is his his eyeball. Fucking what weird. Made you get into listening to that? I'll tell you what, man. After that movie, I went on a Liberace kick for several days. Wow. I resisted it at first because I was like, "What am I, a Liberace fan?" Um, <laughs> but and then, but somewhere along the line, somewhere along the line, I embraced it, and uh, I just started uh, just googling Liberace and listening to interviews. I watched uh, him give a tour of his house. He had like a. It was weird. He had like a. His house was like real regular looking on the outside. 
but then when you went inside of it, it's like a fucking palace. And he he had like a normal front to the house, but then he had like he goes, I had two houses built inside of it. Wow. Like inside the house, it just says like this fucking massive, huge place. And apparently, um, one of his houses, one of his big houses, is for sale right now. I think it's Palm Springs. I think that's where it is. But it's for sale real cheap, like five hundred grand. Like you could buy Liberace's house and it still has like the painting over the see if you can find it. Liberace's house for sale. I bet his house had a giant closet that he would just stay <laughs> in. <laughs> well he sued um he sued a, a newspaper in England because they claimed that he was gay. And he sued them and won, apparently. Wow. Yeah, there were different times back for then. For reporting man. the for, for reporting, reporting that he fact. was a homosexual. Wow. Well, today, yeah, his mansion for sale for five hundred twenty nine thousand dollars, which is a lot of money for that fucking house because you're never gonna get it back. It probably smells like shit. <laughs> it's all just <laughs> dicks and shit. <laughs> when he died, apparently he had like a half a billion dollars oh, wow. or something close to that. He was just so gangster. What he did was so crazy, he made his boyfriend get plastic surgery to look like him. So it goes back to like what we were talking about earlier. He wanted to fuck himself. Yeah. That's what he wanted. Yeah, he, he made his boyfriend, this wow. handsome guy, get a chin implant to look like Liberace. Wow. <laughs> That's some crazy I mean, show. that is going deep with the crazy. Yeah. That's going really, really deep with the crazy. Fucking A, man. Wow. Yeah. Chin implant. Here, hey, get a chin implant and learn how to play the piano like a fucking genius. <laughs> Dude, he didn't give a fuck. Wow. He didn't give a fuck. And he was a brilliant, brilliant fucking pianist, man. I mean, he was like a, a fantastic pianist. <laughs> it was really, I mean, it's really amazing to watch. Did he ever date Leno? How dare you? <laughs> how dare you? I don't get it. Delano has a big chin, too. Oh. You, I've been around here for years. Okay. <laughs> I see how this crazy fuck works. <laughs> um, did you guys hear about the unmarked graves in Florida at the Reform School? Mm. Oh, my God. Go back to July 31st on my Twitter, Brian. You'll find this story. In Florida, a clash over exhuming bodies at a Reform School. There's this reform school in Florida, and it's called the, they're called the White House Boys. They were a group of men and uh, many of them now in their 60s and 70s, who were sent to this reform school when they were children, and they remember beatings where people were beaten to death, where, where students there were beaten to death. Like, they had, like, they, they ran the place with an iron fist, and when kids got out of line, they gave them frightening beatings and say they knew children who died from the beating. So a few years ago, the state investigator said that they found no evidence that anyone at the staff of the school had been responsible for any student deaths. But then these people, with the state's permission, they got a team of researchers, and they used ground-penetrating radar to locate nearly 100 unmarked graves at the school. Jesus. More than a hundred. Oh, yeah. So they thought it was 50 at first, and then people were freaking out. And then they found they kept finding more. The state report said the 50 boys were believed buried in unmarked graves, but said that it would not be possible to identify and exhume the remains from individual grave sites. So then they started like admitting it, and that's when forensic anthropologist uh, Aaron Kimmery, Kimmery, Aaron Kimmery, 
uh, got invested, uh, interested in the story. So they used ground-penetrating radar, found a hundred fucking bodies, and now what's interesting is that the governor does not want them. Fi- they don't want them exhuming all these bodies. They're trying to like keep the lid on this shit. They're like Jesus Christ. So the governor, the governor Scott, is uh, fighting exhumation. But Kimmery and her team are supported by Florida's attorney general, members of the legislature, and by Senator Bill Nelson. This is incredible, man. The state of Florida has the worst publicist <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Everything out of Florida, it's never like great. Like, uh, hey, uh, great stuff discovered in Florida. No, it's either sinking into the ground, people killing each other. A well, hundred bodies. A hundred. A hundred bodies. <laughs> Un- unmarked graves. At? Well, they're dead. The, the, these people are all, this is all from like the 1930s and shit. No, but like when it happened, like, like hey, my son never came home from school. I don't know. Hey, my, my, my other son didn't come home from school. I like, mean, I think <laughs> that you're dealing with, you know, a, 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 well, probably decades of, mm-hmm. you know, one a year missing, mm-hmm. you know, and they've 100 fucking bodies. Yeah. You know, I mean, I guess it's more than that. It, means, it needs to be more than one a year, one every few months. I mean, how many did they kill? I mean, I wonder how long they were open for. That's a good question, actually. Let's see this. Yeah, you would think somebody would be like, wait a second, there's been a hundred missing students in the last ten years. Just what they call them the White House boys. Ooh, this is so creepy. Just think about this group of men, many now in their sixties and seventies, who were sent to this school who when they were children, who knew boys that had been beaten to death. Ugh. Jesus Christ. That's that's insane. Yeah, man. Brutal, brutal beatings. Florida has a website. Our uh, Twitter account called Florida Man. It's underscore Florida Man at Twitter. It is maybe the best Twitter account ever. It's all shit that dudes who live in Florida have been arrested for. I mean, and it's updated all fucking day, every day, and it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Florida Man tells police he has a gun, so they'll respond to his 911 call quicker. Florida man to cops. I'm not going anywhere until I get my weed. <laughs> it's humidity, man. Humidity drives people crazy. Gets Florida man up. arrested twice in one week for sex with dogs. Florida man taken for, to police station for driving without a license, urinates on x-ray machine and detention officer. <laughs> Florida man stops to help woman after motorcycle crash, steals her purse. Oh, oh no, I heard about God. that. Yeah. Did you hear about that? No. This this woman was in this car accident. She was trapped in her SUV, and uh, this guy came up, just stole her purse, and then left her in there. Florida man leaves six-year-old son in crashed car because he thought his driver's license was suspended. It wasn't. Wow. Florida man crashes car three times in one night of drunk driving. <laughs> wow. <laughs> three times. How is that even possible? Oh man, people are awesome. But Florida is just so strange. It's just so strange. Mm-hmm. It's a, there's a whole weird thing going on over there, man. That old swampland. That's like the it's like the devil's gooch. Yeah. Just swamplands and fucking. They put Disney World there, but it's like doesn't seem like Disney World should be in the middle of that state. Yeah. Well, you know what they said about Florida that within um, this decade, within the, um, the next ten years, they believe that Miami is going to be underwater. It's like the the most recent estimates. They're, they're they're worried that Miami and a lot of Florida, the ground is apparently very porous, mm-hmm. and so it's not like New Orleans where you could set up a levee. They're like, once that water rises, it's a wrap. Yeah, you know. 
So I don't know if this is right, but if that's right, think about all those giant ass condos that are like on the on the beach in Miami. Mm-hmm. Those are all what? Is, wh- it's gonna be like Venice. It'll be like Venice, Italy. It'll be way way crazier than that because there's gonna be no one in those things. Like, what are they gonna do if all that's under the ocean? Like, do you know how freaky it would be if you could drive a boat through Miami and see all these these giant buildings in ten years? Do you think people wake up then? And realize what the fuck is going on. <laughs> oh, they, yeah, they're going to have to at some point. Like, people are going to be like, hey, man, I think maybe we should fucking stop building right on the water. What do you right, think? Right. I think think this water's coming up on us. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's happening. Do you see the uh, the videos of the North Pole that looks like a swimming pool? No. You ever seen that? Uh-uh. It's fucking crazy. See, if you pull that up. North Pole melting. Wait, wait till you see this. There's like... They have videos of Greenland and like these Manhattan-sized chunks of ice are falling off glaciers into into the ocean. Oh my god! And it's like it's all happening like right there. It's like you can watch it every day. I wonder how long. I mean, I just don't even know. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder when like common sense and technology are going to just butt heads. Yeah. And. People are just going, they'll no longer be, eventually there's going to be no longer debates about things, you know? Like, hey, is there global warming? Well, here you go. Boop, 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 boop. And just diagrams and stuff. And, yeah, there's a... You know, I mean, it's going it's to get realer as technology keeps getting better. The arguments are all going to end. H.G. Wells had a great quote, that history is a race between education and catastrophe. Wow. Isn't that a great quote? Yeah. He wrote that shit in the 1800s. <laughs> You know, it's, it just shows you people saw trends for how crazy shit is a long time ago. It's just like we're hoping that one day it's going to get to a point where it doesn't happen anymore. It's like, it's, But it seems like that's not how it goes. How it goes is just you manage the chaos as much, you, as, much as you can while it's around you. What is this? Is Supposedly this a uh, webcam the, uh, the melting pool, yeah, it just slowly starts turning into a lake in this area of the North Pole. Let's see a little. Oh wow! Oh boy! Oh wow! That's crazy. That is so strange. Wow, you're watching something that was completely covered in ice, and then all of a sudden it melts. But we don't know if that happens every year. Right. Yeah, if it just went back to being frozen like two days later. Yeah, maybe that was their <laughs> summer. Yeah, because you remember March of the Penguins? There's that whole thing about it thaws out, and then they fuck, and then they yeah. and then they go and have babies and shit. And then it, it's freezing cold out. They have to hide the eggs. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see that? No, I didn't catch that movie. Br- That's a great movie. It's an interesting movie, but it's a, a brutal existence. These poor penguins, they have to huddle up together to, to block each other from the wind. They just get together and stand up, and the wind just whips them fucking 50 below zero. And just whoosh, and they're just trying to cover their eggs with their feet. Oh. It's so primal. Wow. It's amazing when you stop and think about what kind of environment that life is not just living in, but thriving. Year after year, year after year, these things keep fucking in that same spot, keep making babies, keep walking miles across the ice to get to the ocean, keep surviving, and you complain when your internet goes down. Yeah. Penguins, I mean, they're just born in negative temperatures. 
this is the suckiest spot on the planet. Yeah. Right? Is there a suckier spot? Would you rather live in the North Pole or in the jungle? Or jungle. South Pole. North jungle. Pole or South Pole? Jungle. I live in the jungle. Same I shit, climb a tree. <laughs> I don't know. Is it's it? the same shit? Is They're both the frozen, aren't they? Give South Pole's th- frozen. Like Argentina. Like there's glaciers in Argentina. Why don't we hear anything about the South Pole? It's always the North Pole. Because that's where Santa lives. South Pole? No. Santa lives in the North Pole. Who the fuck lives in the South Pole? Antarctica is the South Pole, right? Yeah. 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 It's creepy down there. Yeah, it's tricky. They they don't even they they is that true? They don't is even it, really know. What's let's see, going map on of the down world. There, the is that true that Antarctica's? I don't. know. And if you say to me, yeah, it people Antarctica's down yeah. there. People say to um like I got a lot of criticism when uh, we did the Dan Carlin podcast. Like you're so ignorant for a man who's forty years old about some shit. <laughs> yeah, but you know yeah. what? I'm fucking honest about what I know, and what I don't know, man. Yeah, there's a lot of shit I don't know, but there's a lot of shit I do know. There's no room for all of it. Okay, goddamn it. If you you can only know so many things in this life. It doesn't make you stupid because you don't know things, okay? You know what it makes you? You're interested in other shit, folks. People have to get that in their head. Just because there's certain data that you should have probably accumulated, but if you haven't, it doesn't mean you're stupid. Right. You know, and people are so quick to call stupid on people. Right. Like, there's plenty of shit that I've done that makes me stupid. That's not one of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. South America. It's below South America. Antarctica is essentially the South Pole. Mm-hmm. I, I just learned the other day that uh, we're still in the Ice Age. If we are? You, yeah. If you look up Ice Age, uh, it's, uh, it's, that's what we're, we're still in that because it's a huge, you know, tens of thousands or whatever of years. And because Antarctica and the North Pole and Greenland or something like that, or there's another one, or Iceland or Greenland, because these things exist, we're still in the Ice Age. Until they melt, That we're still in that. Whoa, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Wow, I never even thought of that. Mm-hmm. So until these frozen areas melt, yep. we're still in the Ice Age. Mm-hmm. So when the dinosaurs were around, there were no, no icebergs or shit? I'm not sure about that. I don't know, I don't know whether that was in the, that period or not of tens of thousands of years. That's the hardest thing to wrap your head around. Yeah. That this thing changes so often. It's mm-hmm. just constantly the, the ocean's moving and changing. When I was in Montana and we were hunting, um, one of the things that was so weird was seeing seashells there. You would climb these these tall hills, and as you're climbing up, the ground is actually like silt. It's silt because that used to be the ocean. That used to be the great western inland sea. So as you're walking around... That you're walking in this real mucky, sort of clayish, muddy thing, and as you're walking up it, you'll find seashells. It's such a Crazy. mind fuck. Yeah, Joshua Tree, you're looking at these rocks sometimes. It's like a movie set. Because you're like, how's that a perfect circle? How's that rock a perfect? How, who rolled that here? How did this get here? <laughs> well, and you the, ever see those rocks that they found? Um, I, th- I want to say Belize, Belize stones. Let me say Belize. I loved that picture of you and stones. the salmon that you caught, that giant hog of a salmon. Yeah. Your smile was ear to ear. <laughs> I Ari that. and I caught a bunch of them, man. Oh, you were up there with him? I didn't know. Yeah, that. Ari and I, we did uh, the Bear Tooth, I think it's called the Bear Tooth Lodge. It's a badass place in Anchorage, and we uh, went salmon fishing. Did you up eat there. those bad boys, or is it? We didn't eat those yeah. because um, we when we went. It was a, a catch and release time. Mm-hmm. But they, they they base it on how many salmon come through the weir. The weir is like a like a the salmon have to come into this box area and they count them and then they let them through. But right before we got there, we couldn't have asked for a better day. Before we got there, there was like hundreds of salmon came through. So it was like a crazy amount were in the river while we were there. It was so fun. They're so big. It's weird though being up there and seeing moose everywhere. 
seeing moose and eagles and shit. Alaska's amazing. Have you been up there yet? Not yet. You guys got to do a show up there. We're in the talks right now about it. Four, but it's supposed to be, what, two days, four shows. I don't know if... Two days what? Two days, four shows in Alaska. Where? And remember where it was? No, I don't know. Fairbanks yet. or Anchorage? Anchorage. Where are you going to go? Do you know the place? I, I don't know the place. Two days of shows. It'll be fun. You'll have a great time. People up there are cool as shit. The, the girl said that, uh, the girl that's booking it said that it's one of those places that they never have anybody come out there. So, like, if anybody comes out, everybody just goes to the show. Wow. Like, no matter if they're a fan or not. They just want, you know. So they find out about it yeah. because that's it. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's an awesome town, man. There's something really cool about those people up there. And I think part of it is because they just, uh, it's like a, they're real bonded it's a real interesting kind of a community. And they're very progressive, too. We saw um, uh, Christians for Equality, this big group of Christians for Equality. They were standing on the corner with, like, the gay flag, the rainbow flag. And they were, you know, like, waving uh, these signs and, like, waving to people. And people, like, honk at them when they drove by, like, agreeing with them. It's kind of interesting. You know, I, I didn't expect that in Alaska. I mean, I don't know that what my prejudice is, were. I've never heard of that group before. That says a lot about Alaska. Christians for Equality. Normally, Christians are very Christian. Yeah, no, not up there, man. It was really cool. I it, the 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 shows were cool. Everything about it was cool. Awesome. And it's just it just you feel weird being up there. The well, fact if it's any trend, how much Canada loves comedy, the farther north you go, then it must be like heaven, comedy mm-hmm. heaven up there. Because yeah. I love the few times I've been in Canada to do comedy shows. It's always been some of the highlights, and so I can't imagine what it's like farther north. Did you do Seattle? Yeah, I've done Seattle. So Seattle's much fun. fucking awesome. Yeah, they got a cool comedy scene there too. You know, mm-hmm. they have a couple comedy clubs now. They got that um, Parlor Live too. That place that's connected to a pool hall. I just did uh, the uh, the Moore Theater up there with Tom Segura last weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's fucking so fun. Yeah, I, S- Seattle's a it's a great place. I man. did that venue. I think with Jeff. Does it have like church like uh, things on the walls? Yes, like those big. Yeah. Yeah. They actually just shut down to do some renovations. I think to clean it up. But it's uh it's amazing, man. Sigur yeah. is so fucking funny. Yeah, he's yeah. very funny. You guys got a show tonight, right? Where you got tonight? Ice Brian? House. Ice, Ice House. House. What time? Ten o'clock. Ten o'clock. If you're listening to this shit right now, folks, you can get in your car and make it there. And use coupon code RSS and you get two for one tickets. Who's there tonight? Uh we got me, we got Tony. Powerful Tony uh, Hedgecliff. Mm-hmm. Tony. Jason Tebow, Jesus Christ. Virginia Collins. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Matt Edgar. Make it end. Make it end. There's too much comedy. Sertiana? Is that it? Sertiana, I think. Maybe. Excellent. Are you going to do know. a Nice House Chronicles as well? Uh, no. Yeah, too much, right? Yeah. Are we, I'm oversaturated. I know. I know. If you don't like me, folks, I don't like me either. Okay, how about that? <laughs> how about that? I'm tired of hearing me, me talk as well. If you're like, Joe Rogan's everywhere, I don't even like being everywhere. All right? How about that? You're like the opposite of Liberace, who wanted to fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't want to fuck myself. Uh, but you can go fuck yourself. How about that? That's it. Show's over. Let's get out of here. Uh, you guys got to go do your show. Um, order Brian's new T-shirts, folks. They're badass. Desquad.tv. Um, go in, and check them out. Thank you to uh, Onnit.com for sponsoring us. Thanks to TonyHinchcliffe.com, and you can get his new... Are you going to get me one of those shirts? Definitely. Sweet. I, uh, I'm going to make it a large. I want you to... Yes. I want well, the muscles to, be to sexy. pop on it, the new gluten-free Rogan. Excellent. Um, HigherPrimate.com is my t-shirt company. Go to HigherPrimate.com, and there's all sorts of t-shirts. Most of them done by Max Mike Maxwell, Max, MikeMaxwellArt.com. Badass dude, good friend of mine, and an excellent artist. 
Uh, onnit.com, use the code name Rogan, save 10% off. We'll be back on Monday with uh, the lovely and intelligent Abby Martin from uh, RT. We'll try not to get too conspiratorial on you, ladies and gentlemen. We'll try not to be too doom and gloom. When Abby Martin comes on, all these people that come on that are uh, journalists, they scare the shit out of me with with reality. So uh, we're just going to try to have fun with Abby. You know, everybody wants to be serious and and fucking try to bring down a government, man. No one's going down. Let's just have some fun and hang out. So that's uh, Abby Martin on Monday. And we got uh, Jim Norton on August 12th. So Jimmy was supposed to be here today, but he had a reschedule. We got a lot of shit coming up. And uh, so thank you, everybody. Thanks for all the Twitter messages and all the love. And uh, thanks for everybody who came out to the Moore Theater in Seattle. We had a great fucking time. We appreciate the shit out of you people. And uh, we'll see you next week. Big kiss. Mwah. <laughs>